0: This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries, official sponsor of Faction 46 and Nice Motorsports Truck Series teams. Forney offers versatile welding and plasma cutting machines, along with a full line of metalworking accessories for beginners, do-it-yourselfers, and professionals. Forney has everything you need for your next metalworking project. Shop for these top of the line products at forneyind.com. That's F-O-R-N-E-Y-I-N-D.com or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.
1: Hey y'all, Rick Houston here and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional Wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel-lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built? I bet. No, <laughs> no, you know, you, I think they were they had the the pliers had been red before, but paint had yeah. worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, A.K.A. Dr. Daniel Pierce of U.N.C. Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this, this souped up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then, the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him and as he said it was a game of chicken and i was the chicken and so he ran off the <laughs> boat and actually he was the guy who who caught junior johnson at his daddy still when junior got tangled up in a in a barbed bar wire <laughs> so check out the moonshine and motorsports racing podcast available on youtube dailydownforce.com and all of your favorite podcasting platforms and be sure to check out my regular show on nascar history
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, live on my channel this week. So we're all wearing orange. Funny story. Me and Jared jump into the call. We're both wearing orange shirts, but I like that he's wearing that kind of burnt orange. I love that throwback-looking Darlington shirt. I'm, of course, repping the network. And then Danny jumped in in a blue shirt, didn't get the the, the fake memo, apparently, that we didn't actually send out. So uh, we sent him to his closet, and he's repping Tennessee. Did Tennessee win this weekend, Danny? no we we lost pretty bad oh no well <laughs> well you can win tonight number well, one in our hearts the balls lost as we do but the titans won and i was there so that was cool that's a bonus you got to see a titans win in person and a mm-hmm. a, 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 a nascar race that definitely happened from start to finish that we'll talk about in a second first off thank you bastian campbell lord voldemort and we had a fake eric estep in the chat uh saying he was a real eric estep but uh thank you all for the super chats uh apparently lord voldemort's going after kevin harvick now so uh we're off to a fantastic start. You know it's the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh you may have noticed that Darian is not here. Not only is he not wearing an orange shirt, but he's actually not here tonight. Uh he is uh, unfortunately under the weather. At least that's what he told us. He's not feeling very well. He's resting up because he's planning to be at Talladega in just a few days, so he wants to have all of his energy at his disposal. Should be a fun show. Hopefully Darian is feeling better very soon, but the show must go on. So, um with that being said, let's kick things off with Las Vegas. We'll talk about trucks xfinity in a moment but let's begin with the cup series race denny hamlin gets the victory uh another solid performance it's the second win of the playoffs already second straight round that he led off with a win uh danny start us off like is denny hamlin quickly becoming one of the championship favorites after you know
3: being winless all regular season absolutely into before the playoffs began. I put down on paper my predictions for this year's playoffs and Denny Hamlin is and still is who I have winning the championship this year because they've been great all year. Nothing's been wrong with him. They just didn't win until now that we're here in the playoffs. Now they're getting the wins when it matters. This is the most un-Denny Hamlin-like season we've ever seen. Usually he gets all the wins there in a regular year and doesn't know how to do it in the playoffs. But now... I think this is the most confident I've seen Denny Hamlin. Oddly enough, it's after some drama, so yes. we won't get into that too much. But Denny Hamlin looks poised that this could finally be his championship season. What do you guys think?
2: Well, I think I, – I, I talked about it a bit in my video this week that it's like every – year there seems to be like Denny Hamlin could win it and there's something that's missing you know like 06 I talked about there was uh kind of like he he wasn't winning enough and you could you could argue that so far for this year though I think that he's winning you know at the right time which is another one He, he wouldn't win or do well at the right time or you know he he would peak too early but it kind of seems like this year him and JGR are kind of peaking at the right time I would say they're getting faster into the playoffs. Whereas like, yes, Hendrick was very fast this past weekend. But if you look at the the playoffs overall so far, I mean, the JGR has probably been the fastest team for the most part. And then you have like Kyle Larson up there. Uh, and then you look at the tracks. He has coming up Talladega. I argue that Denny Hamlin is a top five super speedway racer ever. Uh, so he's going to probably be in contention this weekend, uh, barring any disaster. Uh, he does well at Kansas. He runs relatively well at Texas. He's incredibly good at Martinsville and Phoenix. So he is an, I, th- I think he he is as poised right now as he's ever been. Uh, it's just a matter of if the team hits the setup for Phoenix. I think that yeah. they should be making it to the final four at the very least.
0: No, they've certainly been uh, they've been consistent all year, like Danny said. But they've turned it up now, and and like you said, Jarrett, the next the final few races kind of line up pretty well for them. Uh, so I think Danny Hamlin's absolutely a, a championship contender at this point Uh, but I'm with you Jared I think what what this weekend told me is that Joe Gibbs Racing uh, to me is has caught Hendrick Motorsports. They don't have any weaknesses at the very least. Like all year long, I think, look at Truex's success, especially the 750 tracks. It's like, okay, that seems to be where Joe Gibbs Racing has had the edge. And then Kyle Larson and Hendrick have been dominant pretty much everywhere else. But now, you know, I know that Hendrick Motorsports cars kind of shot themselves in the foot with a questionable pitch strategy in stage two. But even then, it was, you know, Joe Gibbs Racing, I think, had two or three cars finishing in the top five this weekend. So when it's all said and done, the JGR cars seem to have caught up at the style of track that maybe was their. weakness all regular season long so i want to talk about that for a moment now because hendrick motorsports uh kyle larson was up there running up front he started i think on pole led some laps early on hung around chase elliott finished a close second so he rebounded nicely william byron showed a lot of great speed and your boy alex bowman was even in contention until his uh uh f- was it a flat tire
2: or a broken valve stem or something on the final uh, pit stop i i think a broken valve uh, valve stem or a yeah. tire rod one one of the two i something broke it's something, something broke.
3: that was something that was outside of his control though
2: yeah so Mm -hmm. all
3: 400 cars looked like they
2: were
0: poised for top fives or at the very least top tens until early stage two we'll talk about it talk about in a minute but joey Gase, of course big crash brings out the caution and all the hendrick drivers choose to stay out i can't say i completely blame them it was the edge of the fuel window maybe apparently according to i think it was rudy Fugel, byron's crew chief he thought they were three or four laps short so they didn't think they were in their window they stayed out kept their track position tough track to pass at I understand wanting to keep that track position when you have it but as a result the rest of the stage went green and they had to pit Bowman Byron Larson Elliott had to pit as well as I think I think maybe Blaney I think was another driver on that strategy all had to pit they all fell close to a lap down a couple of them actually did end up off the lead lap I think Byron got the free pass Elliott managed to get back on the lead lap but they lost all their track position and to me that was the difference maker in this race because in the closing stretch it was Denny Hamlin leading Chase Elliott I think Elliott was a little bit faster but track position is key it's very difficult to pass the leader with the 550 package and so chase Elliott never got a shot really to make a move on denny hamlin so uh do you guys feel like hendrick motorsports shot themselves in the foot or do you think you know at least Elliott did bounce back to finish second you know byron is probably going to get a top five if not for uh they had a, a flat tire late as well but
2: you know who's to blame for that strategy i guess where did it go wrong i mean hindsight's 2020. Uh, So we can, we can blame the crew chiefs. We can blame the drivers. I, if we're, we're going to place blame, I think it's on the crew chiefs making the bad strategies. But, you know, another caution comes out or, you know, the caution just comes out at the right time. They're right up there. Good as ever. It's fine. They're they're racing up there with Chase Elliott. Um, it seemed like, you know, and you, I think we can partly blame the package for this, but also just the fact that the adjustments weren't there. It seemed like Larson's car fell off. Didn't matter if he was up front or, or in the back, his car just was not performing as well as, uh, you know, guys like Hamlin, guys like Elliot. Um, but going back to the question, I I'd say crew chiefs, but at the same time, I don't think it was a bad strategy in like in the moment, just in yeah. hindsight, it was, it was pretty poor. There, there really wasn't a reason to though, aside from the gaze crash, like nobody in their right, like nobody in their right mind thought, Oh yeah, yeah, these guys are totally gonna have like a spin off four or something. Yeah, you know? there's no other cautions outside
0: of the stage yellows, the the competition caution, and Joey Gase having an entire wheel fall off the car. So Danny, what'd you think, yeah. of Hendrick? Was it was it hard watching Bowman's strategy kind of fall apart there?
3: I mean, yes, it was, at the same time they've they I think they felt like they needed to race like that because they've been in situations where uh, actually both spring and fall twenty twenty last year they Bowman was in contention, but uh late caution pretty much screwed their entire strategy so part of it was that they were racing off of lessons learned in the past i felt like but also greg ives at the beginning of the race said that hey whatever if we need to make a like a risky adjustment or risky swing to try to be in contention for this one we'll try it i think deep down i think hendrick overall felt like maybe this race was more of a wild card in the next two races because I feel like Hendrick is going to feel fairly confident at a super speedway race, as long as they don't get in a crash. And then when we go to the Roble, uh, Elliot has won there so many times now. Uh, Elliot and Larson have won two-thirds of the road course races, and... Bowman and Byron both respectively have great average finishes at the Charlotte Roval so I feel like this one was just this is just more of Hendrick's real true wild card throughout this round I feel like I think Las Vegas and we'll talk a little bit about trucks next Friday a
0: second but in general everyone overlooked I think Las Vegas coming into this round which you know for good reason you got the Roval which has had its chaotic moments of course Talladega anything can happen but the mile and a halves with this package have proven to be just as unpredictable as some of the super speedway races I mean Cole Custer got a win on a mile and a half last year. Like, Kirk Busch went out and dominated, was it Atlanta earlier this summer? Like, nobody saw that coming. So the mile and a half certainly are unpredictable, but uh, some drivers survived, other drivers didn't. You know, we, we can criticize Hendrick's strategy. Obviously, I think they'd be the first to admit in hindsight. Like Jared said, they got it wrong. But uh, when it's all said and done, most of them all got back in the top 10, I think, until, you know, Bowman and Byron had tire issues, and uh, Larson, Larson just wasn't that fast. He just finished, like, seventh or eighth. So, um is what it is we'll talk about the the we'll look at the playoff grid in just a moment but some other drivers that uh finished well that were not in the playoffs but uh, figure they deserve a mention tyler reddick ran well finished sixth uh chase briscoe 14th bubba wallace uh 16th thought those were pretty good bubba actually in that dr pepper car he ran up around 10th for a lot of this race that car looked really really sharp i don't know what y'all That's, thought
3: it's a good looking car but i know i know you're a big dr pepper fan eric so mm-hmm. i know you 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 probably had a little bias on that one.
0: Oh, it was gorgeous. No, I I was watching. That's why I watched when he was up in the top 10 or 12. I was impressed because I had my eyes on that car all night long, all night long. Well, um, one big highlight we've talked about, we do want to talk about this before we get into the playoff conversation. Uh, Joey Gase, I I believe he has been released from the hospital at this point, but uh, that massive crash that uh, that NBCSN didn't have a great angle of, uh, but we saw the photos later in the week. I mean, that car was up on the wall, lost a, a, a wheel left rear, I think, and just went. Careening up into the outside fence. Uh, thankfully, he seems to be okay. But um, guys, what was your reaction seeing that? That was you don't see that at Las Vegas very often.
3: <laughs> Seemed to me like honestly, he's lucky that the what happened spun him the way it did. I guess it looked like he kind of went in like rear rear first a little bit on that, and then kind of like got it up on the wall somehow. It looked like the car lost no speed when it went into when it went into this crash. It would have almost been probably reminiscent to McDowell's Texas crash in 2008 if it had been going the other way I think. I would say I hope he's okay.
2: we're probably lucky it went the way it did. See, I, I think I was like the majority of the people and I saw like the pictures of the wreck was the most I really saw of it. So like, I, I think that came out on, was it yesterday or Monday? One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be honest with you at first, I thought somebody had superimposed the car into the picture, <laughs> like rotated it, it does, a little bit, you know, <laughs> it looks it, like if, if you didn't know that he crashed, like, I think at first glance you could be like, Oh, someone just put that there as a joke, but it's like that that was a hard crash like when you when you saw like the 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 three pictures put together i think they had like like a slideshow almost of of the car um ramped it it. yeah i mean I, i i don't think i've ever seen a nascar stock car like take air at las vegas like that in a cup race um I'm glad. I think I think he is out of the hospital. He's relatively okay, so I'm glad about that. Um, but I, I think it's a huge reminder, though, that like this sport is dangerous yeah, and it can't ta- be taken for granted for, because, you know, even with how, how much safety's come with the gen six the last couple of years. I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me paying more attention to it, but it seems like more drivers have gotten hurt in the last couple of years than mm-hmm. the five or six years before that. So it's just like, it, it just, it sucks to see that, you know? Yeah. And Yeah. Among, among other things about that. No, it's, it's crazy well. to,
3: go ahead, Danny, sorry. I'm just saying like, it's crazy to think though that more drivers are seemingly getting hurt. When at the same time we're also having the debate on there being less horsepower in the cars right now. Yeah, that that's that is interesting. But
0: but we've seen also I don't know what it is because you're right the cars are slower but maybe they're closer together so you're seeing bigger X. I have no idea. But we've seen some gnarly crashes. Jarrett's right. I mean you go back to like 2017 Almarola's crash at Kansas. That was obviously high horsepower. But we've seen like last year the Xfinity was it last year? Yeah, the Xfinity series. Remember Anthony Alfredo on his doors going up? Was that mm-hmm. at uh, Was that Kansas? I Believe that was, that was, Kansas. That was Kansas, Kansas, it's
3: crazy. Upside down, Ryan
0: Priest last year in a cup car again, 550 horsepower, but that was also Kansas. Uh, Remember, the also way he Kansas, the yeah, can't, but maybe it's just Kansas and apparently Las Vegas tracks that have like yellow walls. Doesn't Kansas or used to have like a yellow wall, didn't it?
3: I think
0: uh, it, has it, blue, it has blue walls, I think. Oh, now it has like it's had Kentucky had green. Um, yeah,
2: they had the SpongeBob
0: walls. Yeah, you can. Kansas had some yellow. I don't think it was all the way around. I get, oh yeah, yellow walls are dangerous. I guess it's like it's like a target. It's like bees are attracted to it or something. I have no idea. Um, and you have
3: a yellow wall behind you, Eric.
0: I know. And we're all wearing bright colors. I see people in the chat keep mentioning our orange uh, outfits. Uh, there really was no reason for it. I guess you could say it's like first week of fall, right? Are we in fall Yeah. We kind of yeah. Up, These are sort of fall you, colors. You, you
3: you even have orange yeah. leaves on your orange bumper.
2: Yeah, I actually. Well, yeah. yeah. Funny thing, actually, the I, so I went to a Slipknot concert last night, and the first <laughs> band that opens name was Code Orange. Whoa. <laughs> we need a fan, orange Fanta soda now. We just
0: need to go all orange for no reason at all. And, Again, yeah. there's no reason for it. We just were orange.
2: <laughs> I'll uh, I'll bring this up right now because I know people have been talking about that tweet, but I want to give like a shout out right now to Mike Joy because like he you know there were a lot of people tweeting about it. And, and it was not it was definitely not a good one um but mike joy coming out and like i, w- I wake up to go, i think to go to class and i look at my phone and i get a notification be like mike joy has responded in like a tweet you're mentioning i'm like what and like mike joy was actually responding to people about like the like the process of that and stuff and and just that dude's like just the the Number one professional in the sport. Like, if, if you want to learn professionalism, like, just watch Mike Joy. I just I want to say it because I I know that like uh, it's very negative in general um, when it, you know when it comes to to stuff on Twitter. So when you see something like that, I just I think it should always be pointed out. Just want to say that now.
3: That is true, and it, it's something that didn't even concern him either because what's tweeted by the person running the social media accounts has nothing to do with the people who are doing the broadcast because they don't control that. They're hired to do one thing. Another person's hired to do another thing. But the fact that they're also willing to... You know still represent their company even in negative situations it says a lot about them yeah i think mike you know it's
0: awesome yeah mike joy is very good even on twitter so uh with that being Although, said
2: uh, unless, wait, wait, unless you're cody wear
0: unless you're cody wear well, well that wasn't on twitter was it that was, that was just in the no broadcast. that was uh-huh. on live, TV. Yeah, was live <laughs> television good times good times well well was it was he wrong though in, in the moment no <laughs> Uh, Anyway, just a little bent over and out of shape. Oh, Uh, goodness. Anyway, well, anyway, moving on. We're going to talk about the ratings. And I do, we haven't even really mentioned the aero package yet. I know we want to talk about the racing itself in a moment. But first, let's let let's talk about the playoffs. Uh, you guys can't see this, but the folks at home can see the playoff grid is up on screen right now. I'll read it off for those listening on Spotify or other podcast platforms. But uh, after one race in the round of 12, Denny Hamlin is the only driver locked in with that victory. Kyle Larson is plus 57. Big gap. Kyle Busch is plus 35. Uh, Truex is plus plus thirty. 31 Blaney is plus 24, Chase Elliott plus 22, then Logano is plus 6, Keselowski plus 4, and then below the cut line right now it's William Byron minus 4, Harvick minus 7, Alex Bowman minus 13, and Seabell bringing up the rear minus 25. So we're in the same position we were a week and a half ago. You've got two Hendrick cars, the same two Hendrick cars below the cut line after, you know, bad breaks at the end of the uh, Las Vegas race. So uh, I know we have Talladega on deck and crazy things are going to happen Most most likely, but of those four drivers, Byron, Harvick, Bowman, and Bell, Bell minus 25 is obviously in the most trouble, but which of those four is the most surprising to see below the cut line? And which of those guys do you think is in the most trouble with the two tracks coming up?
3: Harvick is the most surprising. Um I'm a little bit more worried about Byron as opposed to Bowman. Because I know Bowman at one time had like an average finish of like 1.5 or, or two or whatever was some crazy low at the Roval and can stay in the front at, at Talladega some races. So I'm more worried about Byron than I would be Bowman, but Harvick is definitely surprising one bad day at Taldega And I know he's not going to do much at the Roval actually say Harvick. Harvick doesn't one I'm more worried about
2: actually. So for me, I, um, of, of those four, I'm most surprised with Byron just because I thought that somewhere like Las Vegas would be perfect for him to do well at. Um, he was really fast. We didn't really, I didn't mean to brush over that. I thought he was probably the best car in the field. He, I mean, he, at least early was, on, in the first 25 laps, he went from like 35th to eighth yeah he carved the field up when no one else could pass i I feel like he didn't get a fair shot i mean because at one point was it at one point that that hendrick was like one two three four yeah briefly yeah yeah i mean like they they had the speed and i think i think things go go right byron i think actually wins that race um but i am surprised that that he is down there because i think out of those four he's been the best all year by a country mile uh at the, the intermediate tracks. Uh, as for somebody who I think's in the most trouble, um, as much as Bowman's good at at the the Roval, and he can stay up front at the Super Speedways, he just for some reason just Talladega and him don't agree. Like every time I think of Alex Bowman in Talladega, I think of Alex Bowman in the outside wall. And I think <laughs> yeah. Bell, Bell is a good enough. I think Bell is good enough to stay up front at the super speedways that he can probably make up a lot of points. And then I think, I mean, you saw what he did at the Daytona road course. So he's probably going to be in contention at the Roval. So I think, I think Bell is, is not in a good position, but I don't think he's in as bad of a position as a lot of people think he is yeah he's he's already got a win at a roval this season
0: not the roval but a roval so i'm with you bell minus 25 he needs a big weekend at at talladega to not put so much pressure on himself at the roval but uh he's not out of it if you ask me i think it's between bowman i think bowman's in, in some trouble uh at least he has fast teammates to work with at talladega so if he can just avoid that bad break as he has failed to do many times in the past but if he can avoid it i think he'll be in a good spot and you know the last we saw him it was last year at the roval i believe that he had driven up he drove up into like the the top 10 was it last year or 2019 am I getting my years mixed up because there's one year uh, one year he struggled what was the year he got into it with Bubba Wallace was that 19 or 20 20? I think it, I think 19
3: Bowman got into a bubble wallace in nineteen because he finished yeah. second after being in the back for a long ways yeah. and then still finished second. Yeah, so he's had
0: little you know run ins, but ultimately, like you said, he's always running pretty well at the roval. So I'm not too worried about Bowman. Harvick you know, the surprising thing is that. Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski were afterthoughts Sunday night like nobody really talked about them. I think Logano finished 11th Keselowski I think managed like a seventh or eighth place finish but you know neither of them were really talked about you know they didn't really have the speed that the Gibbs or the Hendrick cars had but they avoided the big issues Um, Blaney was on that same strategy as Elliott and Larson and Bowen and all them and I think he finished fifth so uh, he was good but not as good as like Chase Elliott who was able to finish second so the Penske cars despite being worse than the Gibbs and Hendrick cars avoided the Big issues and are currently
2: all above the cut line. That's that's probably well, the most and, surprising thing. And Logano finished fifth, I think, in the second stage, and and Keselowski finished sixth. I have a few notes here yeah. uh, so up front, especially in stage two. Um, I will say, you know, we talked about him a little bit earlier. I was surprised how, how well Redick did. He was up. He was like the only guy up there with them, but. Um, all three Penske cars finished either fifth or sixth in one of the stages. So they got a lot. Of, I mean, they got a good amount of stage points compared yeah. to some of the others. Um, whereas you compare, like, I, I'm looking through here. Bowman didn't get any. Bell didn't get any. Well, Bell had problems early. So yeah. that, I, don't, I don't think I can really blame them there. Uh, Harvick, get, Harvick finished eighth in both of them. So he did okay. I think that's why he's maintaining. I just I find it interesting looking at these like the amount of, of, of playoff points a lot of these guys got. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised. I thought Chase Elliott got more, but he only got five uh, stage points
0: because all the Hendrick cars uh, whiffed on points in stage two because of that strategy. That was the big loss. That that was as big a loss as anything was losing out on
2: points in stage two. See, I feel like with this round, like the blueprint really is, is like you need to just play it safe and get as many points as possible at Las Vegas, survive Talladega, and then you'll know where you stand with the Roval. Unless you're Chase Elliott and you know you'll probably win the Roval, but that's another story. I just, I, I, I found, you know, the more I think about it with you saying that, it makes that strategy even more baffling just because it's like do do the strategy that ensures you'll get the stage points especially guys like Byron and Bowman like mm-hmm. you you they they should be cuz they they don't I don't think they have you know, like Larson, they don't have the points to fall back on. Or like Elliott, basically knowing you're you're guaranteed probably a top three without any screw-ups at the Roval. I, it, that just doesn't make sense to me now. The more m- the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm kind of like yeah. getting a little pissed about it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. get <getting> heated. <laughs> Definitely Logano
3: and Kozlowski are not in place to be comfortable with, by any means. If What happened, think back to spring race at Talladega. Logano flips in the first stage. That happens again. That's a huge drop right there. No stage points, no nothing. Um, Kozlowski, yeah, he won it in the spring, but I've never seen him do a season sweep at Talladega Eater. And his Robo stats is that he has an average finish of 18th, whereas... Alex Bowman has an average finish of 4.67 at the Roval. Yeah,
0: it's it's tricky for Penske when your best track in this round is the Super Speedway. You know, <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. that's risky. <laughs>
3: You're playing with fire there. Now, Logano has a decent average finish at the Roval. Actually, he he might do fair. He actually finished second here last year. But Kozlowski, I'm definitely more worried about him, and especially with the fact that we all know he's going now. So, yeah. are they going to give him the best stuff?
0: Is he the most locked in? Is he getting the best info? Yeah, you just, you just don't really know. Uh, we'll talk about the ratings in a second, but I want to have this conversation first because it kind of plays off what you were saying, Jared, about uh, Hendrick's strategy. I think, one, it was a miscalculation. I think it was just an honest, they didn't think there was a chance, they were afraid to try and stretch fuel that far, and two, they were afraid to give up that track position because track position was the story of the night. William Byron was probably the only car we saw carve through the field. Everyone else, it was very difficult to pass in traffic, typical 550 horsepower, uh, high downforce type stuff, but uh, before we we look at what fans thought of the race, because we have the poll coming up and we have ratings and everything, what did you guys just think of the racing? We only have two more now, two more 550 races left, at least with this car. We still don't know exactly what the next gen's going to look like, but I mean, I was there in person, so I feel like my, my perspective is a little jaded. So I want to hear from y'all first who watched it on TV. Wait, jaded? Like, well, j- jaded or – well, no, I guess jaded in a positive way. You're right. Yeah, it's okay. – um, what's the what's the word for that? Yeah, it's um, artificial. Like, uh, to me, the race looked better probably than it did for most people on TV.
3: Well, I guess you could say something. When me and Jarrett was at Michigan, we thought the race was good. And from the stand, but everyone else was saying it was horrible on TV. So
0: A lot of people said uh, Michigan – People seem to like Michigan, even on TV. I think most of the there was definitely people that hated it. I was in that more camp, and then, but there are still a lot of people that liked it. But you saw no positive. There, you'd be hard pressed to find someone say positive things about this race. And I just, you know, I, I haven't looked at the numbers that you know Steve O'Donnell and them are looking at. You know, how many lead changes there were, how many passes for position, like for twenty third place there were. You know, I haven't seen those numbers, but the eyeball test, it was not what they were going for. It wasn't even as entertaining. What didn't even look like the same track that we. We raced that back in like March when I thought it was a fairly decent race, even though, you know, Kyle Larson,
2: of course was, you know, Kyle Larson at the end of it. So That's like what? Vegas has been, in my opinion, like this probably the second best track with this package behind Homestead. Mm-hmm. And I, i I was i was i kept my thoughts to myself for the most part because i was just i was getting a little upset by how bored i was getting um it was a fast race it was like the the race time wise was a relatively fast race i think compared to others and it felt it felt so much longer like (laughs) it felt so damn long to watch on the broadcast and i i think like the first two stages were okay but that's because you had the stage cautions to keep everything relatively close for the most part uh and and then you had the 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 competition yellow and and the gaze caution so like that stuff kind of kept everything together so it was you know there was some stuff that kept me entertained but when we got into the long run there really wasn't aside from like the hendrix stuff and blaney and like one or two others there really wasn't that much strategy that kept me invested there really wasn't that much passing because of the package that kept me invested um and after the streak of races we had of like how good the races were even richmond wasn't that bad i was in person so i might <laughs> amplify that a little bit the same way you were talking about vegas bias is the way the chat would that's the word biased, i was looking for yeah. it's biased in a positive way <laughs> I, i'll be real this is in my bottom two or three races of the year by a long shot it wasn't as bad as like kansas last year that i was at but it it was it was close it was really close and and if, if nascar is looking to make like 550 and do something like this package again for the next gen this needs to be their like wake up call like something needs to change because yes in the right conditions with the right cautions falling there can be good races i'm not going to be a 750 truther here who's just saying that every race that's a 550 race is awful there's some good ones but this wasn't it we're seeing a lot more work uh, you know races with this package that are not as good <laughs> like it's not like it's getting better the more they figure it out i think the more the racing is going to get you know worse and worse in general just because once they get the stuff figured out some cars are going to be more dominant whatever whatever this this race i feel like is kind of like a culmination and if if we have two races of the last four that are like this like NASCAR is going to have some explaining to do going into the off season of of having anything remotely similar to this with the Next Gen's 550 package.
3: I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't on TikTok for the last little bit of that race just glancing up every now and again the screen just to make sure nothing had happened
2: Didn't miss anything <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i, I will read the super chats at the top of the hour as usual but i did uh, gn kind of summarized my thoughts nicely a second ago he said i don't actively wish for spins or crashes but when the drivers aren't on edge and only spin due to mechanical failures like a tire falling off uh, something is wrong and i think that's the that's the thing i tweeted at some point during the race that um you know the only car we saw even remotely sideways all race long was Joey GaSe, who had three tires on the car. So yeah, that that to me is the biggest frustration. Like I understand people love Daytona and Talladega and the cars are planted in the corners there. But you know, there, the racing is at least close enough and it's a big, bad, fast track and the, the thrill is in the close quarters racing. You're constantly inches from the wall and from other cars. When you're kind of by yourself at a place like Las Vegas and you're planted in the corner to where there's no chance of you spinning out on your own, the thrill is just gone. Then if the racing isn't constantly on top of each other, three and four wide restarts and stuff, then it's going to turn people off. At least like what I loved about Darlington a few weeks ago. Sure, it got strung out from time to time, but because it was 750 horsepower, because low downforce, and that's a difficult track, you could appreciate the work drivers were doing, even when they were on track kind of by themselves, or if it was a one-on-one battle. You could see through the visor, through the windshield, you could see the hands at work. You knew the feet were at work. You knew there was much more at play than just sitting there holding the wheel steady, like it's you know an arcade game. You know, and I, and I think that's so when races like Las Vegas, when they, when you see a 550. Race that's strung out—it's unbearable. You know, you get some good 550 races, but when they look like the old intermediate, because this looked like a race from five years ago at Las Vegas in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. You know, the eyeball mm-hmm. test at least strung out, not a lot of passing, leaders twelve seconds ahead—that looked like old mile and a half from few from just a few years ago, but minus the 200 mile an hour speeds and the edge of your seat, you know, seat of your pants type racing. So when you get a strung out 550 race, it's very hard to watch. So this was an example of 550 gone wrong. I know uh, on our poll that we'll look at in a second, it got pretty negative scores. I think uh, Jeff Gluck's poll went from the most positive score ever with Bristol to one of the most negative scores ever, not quite the most negative with Las Vegas. So that's quite the quite the swing indeed. But uh, uh, let's talk about TV ratings for a moment because that is one positive. NASCAR continues to be on a roll with TV ratings the last few weeks. This is the sixth straight week now with a year-to-year increase in viewership. So for Las Vegas, uh, this race got a 1.21 rating on NBCSN, 2.09 million viewers, which is up uh, 6%. The ratings are up 5%. So that's uh, equates to about 120,000 new viewers this year compared to last year. And uh, the last time there were six races in a row with an increase in ratings was 2011. So um, that's something pretty, pretty cool, pretty positive. Do you guys have any, any thoughts on that? Like, why are ratings up all of a sudden? Like football is starting, right? The NFL season's happening. Well, shouldn't shouldn't everybody be tuning out at this point?
3: Well, I can't say why it's up in general over these last few weeks, but I have a feeling Las Vegas was probably aided from the drama between Chase Elliott and Kevin Harvick at Bristol. Just people wanting to see, true. hey, hey, will they get
2: Into anything, will they have another run in, and so forth, and so forth. I I think that's part of it, and I think another part of it too is is motorsports overall. I think I I think this is in part due to the to F one sort of getting more popular here, kind of and and you know drive to survive. I think that's gotten motorsports as a whole a little bit of a wave right now. Mm. Because I mean, we'll we'll get to it in a little bit, but aside from the Indy car race. Uh, at least I believe the IndyCar race, basically every every major motorsport race that was broadcast in America in about the last week has went up in ratings. I mean, even NHRA is over 2 million viewers now on Yeah, Fox. they had a crazy so, number. Yeah, a few days, ago, whenever that was. So I think that, I, I don't know like what de- the demographics for the most part are with it, but I think that in general, motorsports is getting a bit of a wave building right now. So... I, I think I think it's partly the drama. I think it's partly the wave. I think it's also just in part that this season has been generally a tick up. But, I mean, 120,000 more viewers is substantially more than pretty much anything we've seen the last five weeks. And I, I hope it continues at Talladega, seeing how I think, was it five of the last six races are on NBC?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think Kansas mm-hmm. is the only one on cable, which – Good, I mean, I'm glad. if not Kansas, Texas, but either one is fine, I guess. Um, yeah, pretty positive stuff. Well, I'm going to turn things over to you here, Jarrett, so you can, uh, we don't have Darian here, so I'll take over his role. The famous Iceberg poll is up next. We don't have like a fancy like intro or anything, but take it hey. away, Jarrett. What did what did our fans, what did our viewers at home think of the South Point 400?
2: All right, I asked them that. We didn't get a record, but we got a pretty substantial amount. Almost 14,000 of you voted. Uh six percent of you said this is a great race. Uh, I, I saw a few of that six percent in the chat that were a little upset with us. Denny Delivers uh, rounded up his gang and, and got them all to vote. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: uh
2: nine, well nineteen percent voted good. Four no, this one this one surprised me from the negativity I saw about it. Forty nine percent voted average. Uh and then sixteen said below average and ten percent said bad. I see Eric's in that 16%. <laughs> yeah, I, as y'all can see, I voted below average. I was
0: between below and, and average. I was in there somewhere. I,
3: I voted average because I just
2: felt like, you know, hey, at this point, it's kind of what we expect mile-and-a-half tracks to be like, so... So, this is one that doesn't happen very often, the same as the Jeff Gluck poll. It's one of the few times the net negativity is above the net positivity, with oh. 26% net negativity to 25% net positivity. Oh, man. So... So this is a like, bad race. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like we have a generally positive audience for the most part I've noticed. We so do.
3: And like I almost want to say if it's that much average, it almost goes into the net negativity for me. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, when you see that many average with our audience, that's their polite way of saying this wasn't
2: a very good race. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, so I'm going to do something different because, you know, we, we pointed out our the flaw in what I was doing. So I am going to go through a few of the top comments, and then we'll do, like, okay. the, the, the first comment uh, okay, and, right, and see right. if it's positive. We'll right
0: see how that, it's probably just going to be first or, you know, it's just something lame, like, hi, Jared, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, so Wyatt O'Quinn, number five, uh, he is definitely a Larson fan. He has the uh, number one voted comment, at least on my end. Well, not at least it's the, the highest one. So probably the highest positivity he says NASCAR fans. Where is Rick Ware racing when you need him? Rick Ware racing. Well, I'm not going to do it now. was <laughs> um, like the first week in like months. I feel like they didn't have
0: a, you know, kind of one of their their moments you know you know what i mean between no, like daytona and each
2: other yeah oh gosh well uh ian perry says most disinterested i've been through a race in a while races like this uh that really make me hate the 550 package too but oh well sucks because the spring vegas was so much better and i was really looking forward to this one congrats hamlin I also uh, noticed, I guess Joey Gase was driving a Rick
0: Ware car, wasn't he? So, uh, yeah. yeah, got to secure those lug nuts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Denny delivers with the number three comment on here. says, POV, it's a Las Vegas race summary, but middle school. The fitness gram pacer test. Is- oh, wow. That's accurate, though. Oh, that's pretty much w-
3: what it wait, was. Wait, you got to expand it and see his last thing. Also, I just yeah I,
2: I also... 550 package sucks
3: and a fan of the winner
2: said that mm-hmm. so Dang. you know he's not too biased uh Isaac Gonzalez says the package is just the package is just not fun to watch sure the restarts are exciting but when all you have is to uh when all you have to do is run full throttle the whole damn time it just seems like the 550 horsepower package has taken the skill out of racing i think to a degree i mean when you like uh, the thing i know that i was like jazzed about when it came to Darlington was just seeing how out of control those cars were and I don't think I know like I think it was something that was always there but you know when like like, like, you know when you get like a car and then all of a sudden you see the same kind of car on the road like I think it's like <laughs> that kind of thing now where it's like it was always there but now you notice it because like you appreciate it I guess um, yeah you,
0: we have something to compare it against that
2: is very different and not always very enjoyable yeah Uh, Noah says, I don't like Elliot, but I was rooting for him so much at the end. (laughs) Uh, Marshall says, Denny Hamlin, first 26 races. Let's just get stage wins. Denny Hamlin, the last four races. Let's crush the playoff field. (laughs) Uh, Let's get like one more. Well, actually two more here. Jake Baskinger says, "The people who said average, you must have had a phenomenal nap." <laughs> let's get let's get one more before we. Then I have to scroll through all what is it? Uh, three hundred eighty of these comments. Oh, oh, good luck. Um, oh, I like this one. Groovy Deuce says, Byron. Has race winning pace. Goodyear, F off. It was a good race until Byron lost a tire. I, well, I think we know we're there. Uh, legion's you, lie. No, because his profile pick was a Brad Keselowski, too.
0: Oh, well,
3: well never
2: mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll go to the newest first. Um,
3: it's funny. There's some, like, <laughs> brand-new comments on here. You guys see those? Yeah. And I think we figured out who the uh, other Eric Estep was now.
2: Jake Thomas says this race sucked, but he has a picture of Eric. it's eric's profile picture <laughs> that's funny nice. santa says this race is going on the naughty list all right no, let's, no let's get, santa i'm gonna start scrolling away come on come on well he's scrolling scroll, scroll, scroll. uh the chat's chat's laughing at jake's
0: comment uh that was a good one that was a very funny one <laughs> um there's so many comments jesus <laughs> someone said there's to read a lot santa's people comment the- so we did <laughs>
3: You should just instead of scrolling, of instead of scrolling all the way bottom, if
2: you really want to, just stop wherever you land and say it's right. the last one. I'm at the bottom now. It was on my end. Nice. It's from Dante Moore. Is it positive or negative? I think it just I'm says first. I'm going to say positive. <laughs> just first. Denny effing delivered is positive. Hey, it was (laughs) wow. What is so
0: a a negative race gets a positive first comment? Of course, that's good.
2: Oh, and then the next one's forty-eight nation saying boring three out of ten race, which I agree with. Well, there you go. Well, there's uh, balance says all things should be. It's just every oh stock car quick take says good race. More like stock car hot takes.
0: Goodness, that's that's a spicy one right there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but that's the poll. Thank you all so much for voting. Uh, I'll put it up. Hopefully I'll have enough internet at Talladega to put it up this next Sunday.
0: Tank in the chat says, if it's positive, I will eat my shoe. Well, get eaten. Fire up the grill. (laughs) <laughs> awesome well thank you everyone for voting on the famous iceberg poll and for leaving your thoughts and comments down the description uh we'll talk a little bit about the xfinity and truck race next uh we spent a lot of time on that cup race uh, but the xfinity race josh barry it was the josh barry show it was an enjoyable race but josh Berry filling in for michael annette yet again breaks through and wins. So he's got two wins this season on a he's run mostly all the races at this point. I, I say part time, but he's been in the field almost every week yeah. in a fairly competitive car.
3: I was talking about this with Claudia and I realized I was like, didn't at the beginning of the year they said like Josh Perry's gonna run like eight races at, for junior motorsports part time. And then now between that, the stuff of Jordan Anderson. There's been other teams he's raced for. Yeah, now he's filling truck, in with truck my series that, yeah. opportunities. He's, yeah, back pretty much of junior motorsports. It's like, dude, you should have just declared for points. What was he doing?
0: At this point, honestly, yeah, but uh, he gets the win convincingly. He's got two wins this season, a short track, no surprise, but now at a mile and a half, uh, which he said before the race, apparently these are the kind of tracks he needs more experience, more work, work at. I mean, the elephant in the room is obviously, yeah, he's a better driver than Michael Annette. Everybody knows that. That's not really shocking. But this is now the, the proof. If anyone needed the proof, here it is. Um, but you know, he steal he steals a win away from playoff drivers. Is another way to look at it. But uh, um, we wrote down a few shout outs. We wanted to give Bailey Curry finished thirteenth. I thought that was impressive. Tommy Joe uh, in the top fifteen finished fourteenth. And Ryan Vargas, me and Darian uh, in the infield, we were really hyped for Ryan Vargas. He ran in the top inside the top twenty most of the night in JD Motorsports Equipment. Finished nineteenth. So shout out to a friend of the podcast. Ryan Vargas, but
2: uh, Jarrett, what do you make of Josh Berry pulling off the win? Kind of, kind of an upset, I think we can say. I, I feel like it's kind of the universe paying him back for the fact that he should have had that Michigan race too. I mean, no, that's true. He ran down Allgaier at Michigan the same way he ran up to the front this time. Um, and then, fun, fun fact: he has as many wins in the one car as Michael in that. Uh I just, in like I a, in like a, in a fraction of the start. Somebody showed even, a stat.
0: I can't remember who it was, but I, it might have been. I don't remember who it was, so I don't want to attribute it to the wrong person. Um, but in like over 100 career starts, Michael Annette has led like 198 laps. Just this year, Josh Berry has led over 200 laps now.
2: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Yeah. I, I was, I I'm impressed with what he's been doing. Uh, he, I think he, right there, cause you know, for the short track one, there's drivers who can specialize on short tracks more, he, you know, he's proof of it with, with his career thus far. Uh, so I do think that winning at a mile and a half winning, you know, at maybe a two mile one, like Michigan or almost winning, just winning at different places that aren't the normal tracks he'd be at. I think he needed to do. Uh, and I, I think it is impressive seeing what his career has been thus far and he Basically, just comes up and and is is basically like an older version of Ty Gibbs coming up and just doing well everywhere he goes. uh So I I am incredibly impressed with what he's been doing, and I think if you weren't convinced that he deserved a full time ride, like yet, you have to be now, in my opinion. Yeah, I know it's not necessarily the norm these days, I and mean,
0: we get these stories, sure, but you know a lot of drivers fund their rides that maybe they're not best suited for. But Josh Berry, it's a great story because he's a guy who's he's grinded for a long time. He got Dale Jr.'s attention years ago, worked for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and raced short tracks around, uh, you know, regional short tracks and has won everything there is to win pretty much there. And now he's finally scrounged just enough funding together to land some Xfinity opportunities. He's made the most of them. And I love that he's being rewarded with a full time ride next season. You know, it's not a fully they're not fully sponsored. So I'm sure JRM's taking a little bit of a risk on him next year. But You know, he's being rewarded for his on-track performance. And I think it's good when we do see those stories, we should highlight them. We should talk about them. We should support those drivers and those teams because hopefully that will influence other teams to make similar decisions with their personnel. So uh, I I love everything about what Josh Berry has done this season. Um, I I do hope Michael Annette comes back. I'd like to see him race again this season. I hope his injury, uh, he's able to make a full recovery from it. But, you know, in in the meantime, Josh Berry is making that one car look very 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 stout. So, uh, congrats to Josh Berry.
3: If, if you if you want to get behind someone who represents old NASCAR, what an old-style NASCAR driver is like, Josh Berry is a guy that does that. Josh Berry does not come from some crazy rich family that just put him into the right opportunities because actually you know, he's from Hendersonville. So I'm actually now a little bit more familiar with the Barry family around here. Uh, his dad is actually, he, he owns a little uh, like a, it's like a fishing line company. I think I think it's called K9 fishing Brandon. line or something like that. But, and then has a few other like smaller businesses. So, you know, he's, a, he's doing pretty well for himself. But he's not like some crazy, you you know, not from under a bus like this, but not connected to some huge pilot, flying J corporate you know gas station chain. You know I, I had to do it, but you know he's he's done a great job with what he's given. The family's obviously made whatever sacrifices they can to help him get to where he's at now, and obviously he's doing a lot of great things on his own. I'm happy to see someone from my home area like succeeding, obviously, and I love honestly. I, it all signs seem to point that Michael Annette may not even be cleared medically to race again at this point. We don't know. And I, what I would love to see is that a Tennessee brand in Pilot Flying J may want to step up and go for Tennessee driver. And maybe Michael Annette stays on as like a driver's coach because he is a veteran at this point. And I know Noah Gregson has talked highly of Michael Annette for being able to keep you know kind of coach him a little bit and obviously he was there kind of, kind of sort of in the middle of that whole incident at darlington last year with harrison burton and noah gregson so michael um, that's someone i don't want to see just you know it might not be best to drive to drive but i don't want to see him just disappear from nascar and i would like to see pilot just keep their funding there to maybe help a tennessee guy
2: Really quick, going back to to stuff with with Barry, I want to ask like, were the fans really cheering for him at the track, or like, did he have a lot of support from the fans that were there? Because I noticed that Michigan, like, you know. Justin Allgaier has been voted like the most popular driver of Xfinity, mm-hmm. and they were all cheering against Allgaier for Barry. So, like, I, I kind of want to know if it was the same in Vegas.
3: For perspective, think back to when we were at Nashville and how loud they were cheering for him there.
0: It wasn't that loud. Now, I was out. I was like over on pit road during uh, during. I, I didn't hear driver intros. I didn't hear who got what cheers during driver intros. So I don't. I couldn't tell you how many cheers he got then. But after the race, when he won crowd seemed pretty into it i mean i I didn't there's definitely no booze and i thought most everybody seemed pretty pretty pumped about it he's definitely got his fan base i don't know if it's as big out west as it is out in the southeast but uh it exists it's there Okay, I, just, I was curious about that. Yeah. No, I always think it's interesting listening to what drivers get, what kind of cheers or boos. It's kind of sad these days. You go to a cup race, at least, and like half of the top drivers, if not more, get loud boos. You know, Bush, yeah. Logano, Keslowski still Harvick does now, uh, uh, whomever, Hamlin gets some booze. like even Elliott gets some booze. I'm like, man, these are supposed to be the stars, and you get more boos than cheers for half of them. It's kind what's,
3: of sad. What's what's Ty what's Gibbs getting right now?
0: Again, I didn't hear for sure, but most I think mostly cheers. I, I don't know i wasn't paying that close of attention i'll we'll have to ask him sometime um see if he internalizes that kind of thing but uh we've spent all this time talking about josh barry the playoffs did kick off for the x series there was a huge wreck that was kicked off early in the race uh, riley herbst on the outside of four wide on a restart looks like he didn't realize he was clear came down and turned himself in front of the entire back half of the field, took himself out, took out Jeremy Clements. Uh, who else was it? Was Jeb Burton in that one? Or
3: uh, I don't know if any other playoffs. I know Herbst and Clements were for sure. I knew Te- how, I know Clements was. <laughs> Technically, I know we were just sitting there talking all good about him. Technically, Josh Berry was kind of in that kind of caught the bumper of Herbst. I think that kind of he was yeah, he was that.
0: the one they came together. Ultimately, it was it was very aggressive for what, like 30 laps uh, into the race. But that knocked out a couple of playoff drivers and shook up the standings. I don't have a fancy graphic for the expanded playoffs but I can read off the uh, points as they currently run. Nobody won, so nobody's locked in. Cindric is the lead, plus 66. AJ Allmendinger is plus 59. Justin Allgaier, plus 38. Gregson, plus 37. Hemrick, plus 34, who uh, announced last week that he will be um, returning to, or not returning to J.J.R., but staying in the Xfinity Series. We'll talk about that more later on. Um, Justin Haley, plus 17. Harrison Burton, plus 13. Brandon Jones, plus 10. And then it's Myatt Snyder, minus 10. 10. Jeb Burton minus 27. Herbst minus 32 and Clements minus 34 so pretty big gap there around the bubble Snyder the only one within striking distance of the of the cut line at this point Burton Herbst Clements got to be thinking must win at Talladega at this point uh, but I mean I don't know there's not really any surprises I think there but maybe the one big surprise was the big wreck I, I, I can speak being there in person and have my having my logo on a uh, Jeremy Clements car I was a little bummed F- obviously F-, F in the chat pretty out of the I was area I was car. bummed to see him wreck but at least I, I from screenshots people sent me it got on a. Uh, it got on tv i, I want to give jeremy clements a shout out that was his first dnf of the season and it was not his fault so that team has been very consistent very reliable all year long shame they got caught up in a in somebody else's mess early in a in a playoff race but uh, we'll see talladega something spicy can happen and he's um, a good road course racer so i will not rule out jeremy clements just yet but uh from y'all's perspective seeing that big wreck where you guys just ugh or I don't know. What would you what'd you what surprised you? <laughs> I literally went,
2: Oh no, Eric's car. That's
0: what I want. <laughs> That's sweet. You know, me and Darian were out by just outside the media center. I didn't see the wreck. I watched the cars all go by and then I was listening to the broadcast on my headphones and I hear trouble, huge crash. And I went, "Oh, you know, and I was kind of on near the top of the media center and so I immediately turned to the backstretch. I couldn't see turns 1 and 2, but I turned to the backstretch to see the cars hopefully come into frame and I see the leaders, I see Almondinger, Gregs and I'm like, "Okay, okay." And then I see, you know, mid-like Brandon Jones come through I'm like oh, Oh, okay, where's Jeremy? Where's Jeremy? And then I see, I see, like, Landon Castle come through, and like, Spencer Borer, I don't even know if he was in the race, and I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then, <laughs> and then of course the cars with damage limped through, so it was unfortunate. You, logo your logo did show up really well. Yeah,
3: you week. got some TV yeah, time. That,
0: that was the silver line. I mean, it, it, the, the fun for me was the buildup before the race, getting to talk to Jeremy on the grid beforehand, see the logo and all that, and, and all the, the buzz people create on social media, which I really do appreciate everyone who um, sent uh, messages to me or retweeted, liked all the posts. Like, that was what really made it valuable to me. The wreck was unfortunate, but it um, is uh, it is. I also
3: it is. just realized, I realized I may have low-key jinxed you by saying, <laughs> do you know if you're going to get any sheets?" metal from that car. And you said, no, if there's sheet metal, it means it's wrecked. (laughs) Well, I also jinxed myself.
0: Literally, as the engines were being fired, I I ran into Brock Beard, you know, last car. And and we were talking for a minute, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's really exciting, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I mean, all I can hope for is that you're not writing an article about him after this race. That's literally what I said to him. And uh, Jeremy finished 39th out of 40 cars. So (laughs) (laughs) very close, very close. So uh, I jinxed myself on that one. I shouldn't have. uh, Brock's great, but I shouldn't have talked to him right before the race. I should have saved that for after the checkered flag um anyway yeah playoffs look good uh ratings 830,000 viewers tuned in uh, i don't have the exact number jared do you know the exact number but apparently that is up from last year that's the
2: reports we saw but i don't see if there was like how they, up it is they didn't give an exact number i couldn't find one yeah. um but i know they said it was like sub- somewhat substantially up so 12nd i i'm gonna mute myself and make sure that my internet's all good
0: Oh, okay. it been pretty good All on right. my end. Uh, well, on that note, uh, Xfinity race, congrats to Josh Berry. Playoffs are uh, officially kicked off. We'll talk trucks for a minute as well because there's a storyline there as well. Christian Eckes breaks through to get his first career Camping World Truck Series win. Feels like it's been a long time coming.
3: And a great day for 4 Didn't they get a one, two, three, four
0: finish? They did. And we brushed over that because JRM was one, two, three as well. So the first two races full of sweeps, big for Thorson. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't think they've ever had a one, two, three, four finish, have they?
0: I I think they said it's like the first one two. Is it the first one two three four finish in truck history? I don't know because there's, like there's not that many four car teams. There's not that many four car teams in trucks, so it very well might be. Uh, I, I can jack. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I, I was really honest. I was like, "That's pretty cool, actually." Yeah, uh, of course this re- this race also had a big wreck, took out a lot of playoff contenders. So, uh, I, you know, Las Vegas was certainly a wild card race for the Truck and Xfinity Series. I think
2: that's safe to say. Uh, one interesting yes. story: it was the first first one two three four. Uh, the score to Bob pockers one two three four finish for ThorSport is the first time in trucks. Pretty fantastic. That's pretty. Sp- Pretty special. Um what wasn't special was
0: recent podcast guest Carson Hosevar getting penalized for uh maybe the most blatant intentional spin I've seen. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> the camera was right was on him so and bad. he just you see he's injured and he's, and
2: he's <laughs> <laughs> you made Quentin Boyer look like it was just a normal spin. And yeah, Scott McNew just came
3: in with a $2 super check confirming the one, two, three, four finish was first. Thank three you, Sky. Yes. So. Very, very. That's,
0: but I just was laughing. I mean, I thought the penalty was justified. I know people were mad because John Hunter Nemechek stopped on track. Or was it Nemechek? Yeah. Um, who stopped on track earlier in the race? He had electrical issues all night long, but uh, his didn't seem nearly as blatant as, as
2: Joseph of did. <laughs> That was that was so bad, like so, like I wasn't able to watch it live. I had it recorded, and so when I watched it, I'm 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 like watching through, and I'd seen like stuff on Twitter, like someone talk about Hosovar, and I'm like, oh, it couldn't have been that bad. Jesus Christ, that's awful. <laughs> I was like, what the hell, man? Like at least do it when you're coming off the banking, so it just looks like you had like a no talent moment, like. Yeah. Damn,
0: that yeah, was funny. That well, was
2: awful. Well, the Truck Series playoff grid after their uh, this was their
0: first race of the round of I guess for them it's the round of eight now. That's, that's the only difficult. Well, there's plenty of concerns about the playoffs, but one of the most difficult things is that the Truck, Xfinity, and Cup Series are all at a different stage in their playoffs at every given week. So it's kind of like it's hard to keep track sometimes. But as they currently run, Ben Rhodes leads with uh, he's plus thirty four above the cut line. John Harneymachek still plus twenty eight. Stuart Friesen, very impressive. Stuart Friesen's plus nine currently third. Matt Crafton, plus five, and then Sheldon Creed is the first guy out right now, minus five. our still minus 16 within striking distance. Zane Smith, minus 19, and Chandler Smith, minus 24. So uh, the hero of uh, from Bristol, Chandler Smith, once again in a deep, deep hole going into these next couple of races. Uh, just, uh, Jessica,
3: Jessica, kinda...
2: yes. <laughs> Chandler! <laughs> Chandler's bad. Uh,
3: I just got to say, what a turnaround for Stuart Friesen. Last year, I feel like he was a nobody after being in the championship four. Mm -hmm. And now he's looking good, honestly, because there's really – Jose being 16, Smith minus 19. Well, both Smiths being pretty far down Hmm. there. Uh, I I like where Stuart Friesen's at, and I like him racing for a championship at Phoenix where he won two years ago.
0: Yeah, that, that team's been very impressive all playoffs. I mean, all year long, they've been consistent. They don't have winning speed like ever. They don't have quite the same resources they used to have, um, but they are making the most of it. And I, I, it's cool to see them plus nine with not a big cushion, but, you know, a, a gap to the playoff cut line right now. That's
2: cool.
3: Not, not a good cushion, but there's really only one that they're worried about right now.
2: Yeah, no, that's Well, true. and I, I got to say, you know, Matt Crafton right now being up plus five and fourth, I mean, how many times we've we heard Crafton's name this year? I think that's something that, has, that is surprising, even if it is just after one race in this round.
3: Has he won this year? I don't Time think. i for so. the fact check. If, if
0: not, then he's a championship favorite. He's yeah, he's gonna do it again. What were yours? Oh 19. 19,
2: yeah, yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check the check. <laughs> if, if, be... if
3: he hasn't won, he's a championship favorite.
2: Oh, that'd be that'd be. I kind of
0: rooting for him he, at this point. He hasn't won. I don't do
2: it know. again. <laughs> I hope he does. Darian can make a a, a follow up a to sequel. his uh, uh no no he's not won this. Yes, year. championship favorite Matt Grafton. He's coming for him wow <laughs> please oh I, I hope that happens just I want to see God. the reactions
0: that's Scott, great. Scott McNew thanks again he's our real time super chat fact checker he says yeah no wins for Crafting <laughs> that's funny oh uh, yeah I mean he's certainly a contender uh, I'll be excited though, to watch these next few weeks because host of ours had speed um, in that niche truck which is very impressive and then the Smiths yeah. you can never count out the Smiths as we saw with Chandler at Bristol so um, ratings for trucks were up as well for 462,000 viewers, so good week, like you said, Jarrett, for Motorsports Ratings. aside maybe from IndyCar, we're not entirely sure how that one stacks up, but other than IndyCar, who was up for at least all of 2021 on NBCSN, which is a good news, um, every other major motorsport in America seemed to be doing pretty well lately. That's pretty awesome. We've made it. We're an hour into the show and we finally made it through all the Las Vegas talk. Even without Darian here, we had a lot to say. We had a lot to to go over, a lot of different thoughts to share. We'll get to Super Chats in just a moment. Thank you everyone in the chat for uh, supporting and contributing to the show. We've got the lightning round coming up as next, but we have a couple other, we have a lot actually, a lot of time. Topics actually to get to, I didn't expect well, we to. Can, we we, we can move the some things around
2: after mailbag and lightning. I think that that'd be all right,
0: right? Sure, we can. We'll, we'll push the lightning round back just a little bit um, because what I'm sure a lot of y'all want to talk about, it's very timely, are the brand new 2022 schedules for both the Xfinity and the Camping World Truck Series. So let me see. We'll start with Xfinity because there's not a lot of notable changes there. Hold on. I've got this boom right in front of y'all in purple and black glory. I don't know. It's just, it's just purple. Very beautiful purple color. Uh, the 2022 NASCAR Xfinity Series schedule has been released. The only real notable, like big, you know, groundbreaking change is that portland portland international raceway has been added to the schedule june 4th uh that that is new that's exciting uh, for the xfinity series and for fans in the in the pacific northwest Uh, but other than that i mean the playoffs kick off at texas and then talladega the roval vegas homesteads in the playoffs same weekend as the cup race and then martinsville and phoenix for the finale what do you guys make of Portland coming back? And are there any other notable changes? I don't know if there really are any notable changes in the Xfinity schedule that you guys Uh, are worth mentioning.
3: I am more surprised that because the cup series race has moved to Sunday night, I'm surprised that we're not seeing Xfinity series going to dirt Bristol. I feel like there was probably room there to add them into that weekend to make it sell more for that whole weekend. But hmm. I don't know. I guess that's just something that they don't want to try on the is the Xfinity Series package.
0: Maybe they just yeah. want to make sure they get trucks and cup right. They're they're afraid of adding that. That'd be my only fear is adding even more laps to that surface. I guess that True. Would
3: be, that here, Well, I, 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 I mean, not. not Sorry, go ahead. Not that it really helps much because they're doing like crazy ton of late model races and sprint car races and all kinds of other stuff before it ends. So
0: that's that's a good point. Hot Piss reminded me that uh, effectively Portland is replacing Mid Ohio, which is not on the schedule for next yeah, season, true. which is but, interesting. But
3: that hasn't really been like a true fan favorite over the last years. I feel like either like it's, so it's, 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 been, it's been it's been there, but has it really been one that everyone's
2: like, oh, I've got to go to Mid Ohio. I mean. Well, not, it, I, I will admit it hasn't, but it, it has been, at least for me, one of the most enjoyable races. But I will admit I'm not somebody who's just like, oh, boy, we're going to mid-Ohio. Me, me, me. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, man, we got Sonoma tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so I, it, it sucks. Um, I hope they put it back on. But I got to say, having Portland there. I mean, opening yourself up to new markets, because um, it's like I didn't realize like the track is right on the border of Oregon and Washington. I didn't realize it was that freaking far north uh, in <laughs> in the Northwest. Uh, but it, it's it's a region that you know if NASCAR has ever had anything there has not been much. So I, I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how many people show up, uh, but I I'm looking forward to it. New track is always really fun to have.
0: Yeah, new track, new area of the country has not been visited by NASCAR in like twenty years at this point. Hopefully, it's a great event. So uh,
3: they are they're on the west coast, the same time period as Sonoma, too, right?
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. So,
3: so it's a long theoretic- drive. But <laughs> theoretically, though, it's better to have them out there because if for some reason someone in the Cup Series is like, hey, I need another driver last minute, that's not that bad of a flight now. Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, that's the same weekend as Gateway. Uh, it is for trucks,
0: I believe. But I think Cup is. Isn't that also the weekend for Cup Sonoma? I'm not sure. We'll have to. We'll have to fact um, check. And where's Scott McNew in the chat? No, <laughs> no, fact check us. Hold on. Hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Well, I'll pull up the truck schedule because that has more notable changes uh, to discuss than the Xfinity schedule. They do have Mid Ohio on their schedule, so Mid Ohio is not gone. It's just, it's just changing hands, I guess, moving from the Xfinity to the truck series schedule. Um, but
2: uh, notable changes. Cup is at, June 5th. Cup is at Gateway. Oh, that's the Gateway. So both are at Gateway. Yeah, Sonoma is the week after Xfinity's in Portland. Interesting, interesting. All right, well, close, almost lines up, almost lines up.
0: Yes, it's Scott with the super chat. Yes, same weekend as Gateway. Thank you, thank you, Scott. Scott's coming in clutch tonight, man. <laughs> that makes me laugh. All right, sorry. The, the truck series schedule is pulled up on the screen right now. Big notable change. Indianapolis. Indianapolis what am I trying to say? Lucas Oil Raceway. IRP is back. Uh, Jared, you guys can't see Jared, but he is fist pumping. He's very excited. Hold on. I don't have the screen. Uh, Jared, keep doing it. Keep showing excitement. Yeah, there it is. There he is. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm happy, man. I'm happy. I, I knew you'd be very happy. IRP is is back. That is the weekend of, uh, that is the playoff opener, actually, July 29th. So even better, they're kicking off the playoffs with IRP. That's exciting stuff. Um, other notable changes, Sonoma's been added to the schedule. Mid-Ohio's been added. Um, Pocono, of course, is the last race before the regular season. That'll be interesting, uh, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> It'll be something. Um, it is. Canadian tires off the schedule, which I know a lot of uh, fans or disappoints, disappointed to hear. Uh, I watched a clip of Ben Kennedy from NASCAR saying citing many of the uh, concerns over the pandemic restrictions and policies and you know the logistical issue it is for a lot of the teams to plan for Canadian Tire and then for maybe something to change and they're not able to go. Like uh, that's what he cited as the main reason, but still I'm sure many fans are going to be a little disappointed about that. Um, and Watkins Glen, which they return to this year, they will not be going back to Watkins Glen next season. Now correct me if I'm wrong, y'all, but there are 22 races on the truck schedule. This this year, I count 23 on next year's schedule. So I was trying to figure out where did the uh, the extra race get added, or maybe I'm completely miscounting it. Uh, either way, um, you know they're not losing any races. It's not like the schedule's getting shorter or anything like that. Um, truck series schedule is going to be pretty interesting. So obviously IRP is exciting. I know Jarrett wants to talk about IRP, but besides IRP, are there any other differences, changes to the schedule that? Um,
2: that y'all are excited about well i don't know about excited but this is one to mention there is uh they have taken out the second las vegas race there yes they did that's true and they, darlington and
3: yes. something that i'm happy is not on the schedule is daytona road course honestly yeah. i just don't i just don't think it worked for any of the series
0: I think it's it's off now for every ske- series, right? It, I'm looking at Yeah, there's no, nothing on the Xfinity schedule. N-
3: n- no series will be going to Daytona road course. We are just doing Daytona regular and Cape Canaveral that.
0: Yeah, that's probably for the best, I think. That's most people's least favorite road course this year if you can look past the uh, the curbing issue at Indianapolis but uh, uh, IRP is definitely the most exciting thing uh, but aside from IRP I, I think it's cool that Sonoma and Mid-Ohio are going to be on the schedule I think that's neat I also I also think it's worth mentioning because this year's race was a little chaotic that Knoxville is still on the schedule uh, June 18th they didn't not one and yeah. done Knoxville, Iowa will be back and uh, Bristol Dirt will also be back for the truck. So two dirt races still on the truck schedule next season. Um, Homestead Miami as the race before Phoenix at the very end of the season. That should be a pretty interesting uh, venue for a cutoff race. Uh, but yeah, truck Xfinity schedules, I, I don't have any major complaints. I know the Canadian Tire is disappointing. I like NASCAR having a presence in Canada. There are a lot of fans up in Canada and up in the northern United States that like going to those events. And so it's you know disappointing and, that they aren't doing that, but... It is what it is, I what, guess. One of those is uh, Greg Biffle. Yeah, you we saw Biffle was excited about Portland. It sounds like he's yeah. a, he's curious, uh, maybe testing and, the water, seeing if there's an Xfinity ride available.
3: And he likes uh, he likes coming and doing the trucks every now and again. So, bring on the Biff.
0: Yeah, I, I still love that he just showed up to te- Texas a couple years ago and just one that's hilarious to me that's so yeah. great uh maybe he can do the same in an x vanity car next year who knows who knows it's his own track he so. says that'd be fun it'd be a yeah. storyline but uh, i see a lot of people in the chat have been very uh excited about irp when they were celebrating right alongside you uh jared i saw some like you know flexing emojis as well so everyone was very excited about irp um But next up, what I'm excited about is the mailbag question. We love getting questions directly into our email inbox from fans of the show. And this week's is a pretty good one. Um, This comes from Andrew. And Andrew asks, hello, gentlemen. Very formal. What is the greatest rain-shortened race in NASCAR history? And what is the worst rain-shortened race in NASCAR history? And again, that comes from Andrew. I don't know about the best, but I know my answer for the worst rain-shortened race. um, And it's like my least favorite race ever this is just me 2012 auto club 400 they didn't make it all 400 oh is that yours too yep oh that i didn't know many people nothing knew happened about it. it was yep. so nothing boring happened. and i it, tony stewart won and i didn't like tony stewart my boy matt kenseth ran like 18th all day so i was bummed about that at one of his best tracks so i just had a bad time i was almost thankful that it got cut short by rain because i couldn't keep watching that thing it was tragic <laughs>
2: it's like the most entertaining part of that race was when um jeff gordon i think it was was having like engine issues and you didn't know whether or not he was going to blow an engine before they stopped and lose a bunch of spots that was it it was like mm-hmm. the only thing nothing happened like a few people pitted right before it was going to rain so like i guess that's something that kind of shuffled it up because i remember like junior ran like fifth or sixth mm-hmm. and he ended up finishing third because i think like kyle bush and i think it was like kyle bush and denny hamlin pitted and I, what was it stewart, did stewart win did you say yeah he won that race okay i don't remember yeah, it's, how it's he so, led for a while I, that's all i know it was so damn boring Just i sure have not happened. i have not gone back and rewatched it i'm scared to it was, it was that i, I went partially. back to try and like use a clip for a video and like it's online your in eyes like melted online. dude it's in like 140p <laughs> Like even, even the, like, even the quality to get it online is awful. And after, and after how good 2011 was, it was such a letdown. Yeah. That's what it really was.
3: I think I've got mine for the worst one. And it's actually a combination of both races that weekend, 2009, Charlotte. David Rudiman won a 340 mile Coke 600 because of rain where it felt like nothing even really remotely happened either. And then also Mike Bliss won a rain shortened nationwide race the like day or two days before. That was a rough weekend. I, yeah, I, I, I like the winners because it's cool to see them get the yeah. win. But the fact that that whole weekend was shortened and the longest race of the year that's that's barely what makes it went, so disappointing. Barely though. went half the distance.
0: Yeah, that, that I can understand that one. I remember that being disappointing. As,
2: as a junior fan, I was like, "Thank God it's over." <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, think you uh, ran like forty first all day. I was like, "Don't, don't have to suffer. suffer." I literally like it started raining. I'm like, "Can we please end it now, please?" <laughs> oh, oh, oh wait, wait! I want to I want to change.
3: The worst rain-short race ever was a 2009 Daytona 500. Awful winter, terrible day.
0: I was about to say I, I can't i don't have a great answer for best i was trying to think but i was gonna I say 2009 that. daytona
3: because of the winner <laughs> yeah hey it was pretty bad for me and jared though because like mm. the fact that the race ended weird and then we just got took out of it and some weird stuff happened i, I thought
0: say, i i would have said 2019 summer daytona maybe because it was just goofy that justin haley won but i love the package racing was action-packed for the that most race part was awesome so i was remember i just remember that one was i was bummed not because you know i thought it was kind of screwy that justin haley got the win but i was more bummed that we just didn't get to see a true finish because the racing was really good well i
2: remember we talked i think on this show about the team orders that all of the manufacturers were like they were like hardcore in 2019 like chevy's you will work with a chevy or they, we will like pull they, yeah. all your money and i remember like the first stage the first like 80 of the first stage they did that and i was pissed because i'm like this is this is come on you're wasting this this is really good you're wasting it and then like the last three laps of stage one on I remember we had like this big chat I think it was like back when I was still like in the core like we had like a big (laughs) chat of a bunch of us And and like I think like IDK and Jet were like wow this is amazing i've never seen something like this and like me and like dale reynolds and a few others were like this is how it always used to be like i i literally i remember i put in our podcast chat i'm like oh my god i feel like i'm watching a race from 2005 like it was just that race was so awesome but i want to pick a different one because i don't want to talk about the same race the way we did about auto club I will pick the 2006 3m performance 400. I love how you remember the names uh, think, of these things. I don't remember half these like I'm like I <laughs> I remember it because it was the first race I ever went to and i went with my dad on father's day i remember dale junior had his throwback to his his grandfather and then casey kane had the click car jeff gordon was up front and it was like a three-way fight the entire race it was like gordon and kane were fighting for the lead and junior was always like right with them and doing you know really well and i always thought if that race had went to the finish that that could have been one of the best like What, like, maybe you know, I don't know if it'd be on par with like 2000, I believe, one at Michigan when Gordon won in a really close race, but I feel like it would have been right up there with some of the best Michigan races. I mean, that it's just there were were so many comers and goers. I I go back and rewatch that at least once a year because it's just such a good race, and I wish that it would have finished the last 71 laps of it. That's a good one. I'm
0: glad you guys had good answers because I didn't have a good answer for best. (laughs) Um... I, I thought Circuit of America's this year was decent until the rain. Even well, except for the except for the true X rack that was
2: that was just chaotic. <laughs> that yeah. sucked to be an person. It was awesome, but it sucked. Like I just sat there getting drenched the whole damn weekend yeah, after getting sunburnt the day before. I do
0: remember I wasn't bummed when they called it. I was like, Yeah, probably for the best. Let's just get out
2: of here. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I
3: still remember y'all were there getting soaked and I was out on the boat fishing and just
2: great weather and just listening to the race on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i just remember darian yeah. and i both we darian and i like last minute like um tyler from Titan and loose off he had some extra seats in his suite so we're like oh we'll take it you know it was an outdoor one and i remember right as it started to rain all of these track workers come out and, I, and come up to the umbrellas i'm like oh they're gonna put the umbrellas up for us that's cool and they literally get bungee cords and tie them shut And i'm like what the <laughs> hell what wait what And so Darian and I are getting drenched and we just sit there and we're like, we're just going to stay till it gets called. Screw it. We're not moving. Hey, hey, to be
3: fair, I think I know why they did that because at at the Daytona 500 earlier this year, y'all were up in the stands, but we had that little like infield thing or whatever and literally gusts of wind came through and – Broke like six umbrellas off at the hinge and like and like sent people
2: flying in tables almost. <laughs> I don't know about you, Eric, but I know on the front stretch where we were, it really wasn't that windy at Circuit America or at Circuit of America's. Uh huh.
0: I didn't think it was, it was a little windy where I was, but on the front stretch, you have a lot of buildings who are blocking you. I was out in turn
2: 12 where you're pretty exposed, <sighs> but it's a little crazy so i sat right on the edge of the the last one so actually you can see me in some of the pictures at coda you can see my blue iceberg uh sweatshirt and my my winston cup hat and it's just me recording every time they go by so i'm like hey i've used that clip in my videos before that's cool you're, but, you're hard to miss in
0: that red hat and blue either t-shirt I, or hoodie you are consistent you have a look my, my friend my nice. brand <laughs> <laughs> very consistent. That's the most important part of uh, establishing a brand. Uh but thank you Andrew for the uh for the mailbag question. I put the uh email address in the chat a few moments ago, but it's at gmail.com if you want to send us a question and potentially be featured in an upcoming uh episode. Lightning round is on deck, but first uh just since we're it, already up to eight, it's 8:20 central time here. We're going to go and do a few minutes of super chats, catch up on some of what you guys have been talking about the last couple uh last hour or so. So we really do appreciate the support. Um, Let's see. We'll make this as quick as possible possible thank you groovy goose today is goose day now that's freaking go- groovy i have no idea what that means but thank you groovy goose um thank you evan hoping for darian to feel better i hope darian's watching actually i hope he's not i hope he's asleep and resting up but if he isn't Keep in chat we'll pass along the message to him hope he's feeling better as well thank you smooth seven uh, appreciate each of you for your hard work harvick chase mind games thoughts uh, well thank you smooth um i did a whole video yesterday about uh harvick and chase Elliott and who's moved on and who seems to have not moved on uh, but what do you guys think or D- Danny do you think uh, Harvick doesn't sound like he's moved on quite yet
3: yeah, yeah no not quite
0: well maybe psych and Maybe but, but drama yeah yeah I'm all for it I'd cheer it on I guess uh, then there's a, another Eric step he says I'm the real Eric the other is a robot made by Kevin Harvick interesting, Um, especially since I'm apparently the president of the Chase Elliott fan club, according to uh, uh, ill-informed comments on my most recent video. Uh, Then from Bigfoot, uh, Harvick has forced me to come out of hiding. I can't stand the Karen of NASCAR. He will try to wreck the field again this weekend. The hypocrite hypocrite will cheat. Um, See? Apparently, I I didn't even say that. I'm just reading it. But anyway, thank you, uh, Bigfoot. Thank you, Jasmine. Hendrick has made too many mistakes when it matters to get multiple cars in the Final Four. 11, 19, 2, and 5 will make it 11 wins at all. So a Jasmine only has one Hendrick car making a championship four. I actually like that championship four minus Keselowski. I don't think i put Keselowski in there. Replace that with you know, maybe Chase Elliott or somebody. Um, thank you, Jar Jar Binks, uh, bashing Kevin Harvick, expected from this chat. Uh, Andrew, thank you for the super chat from Andrew Meyer. Uh, Kevin Harvick literally climbed over Ricky Rudd's hood to fight him one time and he claims Chase Elliott made him the maddest he's ever been. LOL, okay then. That's a good point. Harvick maybe has a short memory. Um, thank you Nicholas Gray at what point does NASCAR confront Rickware racing to get their drivers in check because I heard on door door bumper clear they were a problem all night I mean I, I don't think it's limited to just one race um, but to be fair at Las Vegas I think the biggest issue was the crews not tightening those lug nuts uh, that was the biggest issue there um, Preston Friels thank you for the 20 really appreciate the very generous super chat this race proved that Willie Byron has the worst luck in the Cup series started at the back then drove to the lead. Then his crew screws him again. Then he drives to the front again. And then finally he gets a flat tire. Felt bad for William Byron. We talked about earlier. I thought he had maybe the best drive, best car all night long and didn't uh, didn't get the finish to de- he deserved. Um, bad luck on that flat tire for sure. Thank you, Platinum Paradise. Someone tell me why Vegas got a second race with attendance and racing like that. I'd rather go back to a second New Hampshire. I will say that. I don't know how it looked on TV. Attendance was disappointing. There couldn't have been more than 30,000 people there. It was surprisingly low.
2: It, it- it looked
0: awful. Yeah, that was the like, probably worst attended race I've seen this whole year. Like, oh, no, Atlanta. There was an Atlanta. The second Atlanta race was bad as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it looked like they spilled COVID
2: protocols from TV. It,
0: it, they might as well. The social distancing was was very prevalent, uh, whether it was intentional or not. Thank you, Jake Baskinger. Red and black would look better than orange. Uh, there, you, I, I was waiting for that. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, No Broncos. Terry Broncos. (laughs) Is that who we're supporting tonight? The the Denver Broncos? (laughs) They're a neutral team for all of us. (laughs) Uh, Another one from Jar Jar Binks. Uh, He wants Danny to read the super chat, but he also. Uh, he, he also says something about, I don't know, the, the even for Jar Jar Binks, it's a bit jumbled up this time. I think he's dissing Kevin Harvick, but it's hard to actually tell. Uh,
3: uh, I, I have no way to go in and read it. so
0: <laughs> I, That's okay. <laughs> it wouldn't make much sense no matter who is reading it. Um, from Blake, thank you. You made championship predictions earlier this season. Knowing what you do now, have they changed and why? Mine have stayed I, about the same. I, I had two Gibbs cars, I believe, and two Hendrick cars making it. I still think that's going to happen. I might, uh, I might replace Kyle Busch with
2: Hamlin. I think I had Kyle Busch in my championship for I might swap him out with Hamlin. Bowman's the only one I'm iffy on. I, I'm still heavy on the rest of them. I, I'll switch Bowman for Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we definitely will address our championship predictions
0: here in, a, in the next few weeks. Uh, from oh, Santa yeah. Claus, Eric Boo Harvick right to get back on the nice list okay um, Antar Das I hope I said that right thank you for the super chat hey guys I finished Navy boot camp in two months without internet and I missed Ooh. a lot of crazy stuff but I'm glad to say that I'm officially a sailor well congratulations, congratulations. that's
3: incredible happy, happy sailing there Mr. Das
0: yeah that's fantastic really great to hear that and well, we're glad you have internet again I suppose that's also I'm sure opened open up a whole new world of possibilities once again um, but thank you so much for the support and congratulations um, and then we'll read one more uh, actually I read this one already. We'll read one more, and then we'll get to uh, the lightning round here in a moment. Uh, but from James Greer, terrible jersey, Danny. I think RTR probably means roll tie tied roll. Yeah,
3: a sense for roll tied roll. Yeah. All
0: right. Yeah, that's uh,
3: yeah. But well. it's okay. We know we are. We know we are very bad. But when when Eric School comes into the SEC, we will not be the worst orange and white uh, UT in the SEC, though.
0: That's probably true. Uh, but thank you Talk all so much thank you so much for the super chat y'all we will get I didn't get to as many as I thought I did we'll get to the rest at the end of the show we really do appreciate the uh, the support um, but we have a lot more to get to tonight uh, I didn't expect this show to go uh, this long but we had a lot to say about Vegas so before we get to the lightning round this episode is brought to you by Lionel Racing the official diecast of NASCAR you can order uh, the new 2021 diecast of your favorite driver now at LionelRacing.com we're at an authorized Lionel retailer and uh, be sure that you don't miss miss lionel's uh nascar authentics their latest wave at a walmart or target near you i saw some pretty good looking cars at my uh, local walmart recently so uh yeah we got we all have some very modern cars today a lot of times we have throwbacks but today we've all brought some modern stuff to the table Ooh. danny that looks like a very new addition to the collection what's that you got
3: yes this is the mickey mouse clubhouse car has finally <laughs> arrived the, the, Ch- the chase elliott phoenix race version and then there's a great guy, uh, Anthony's Custom Diecast. He creates a lot of good stuff you can add into your die cast. This is a complete championship flag with it uh you really can't see it good on the camera but it does have all the race markings and the tires are ripped up on the bottom and has Sweet. a little bit of the uh, metal kind of cut off of it too oh and interesting fact here uh this is the elite version and it is number 1109 which this was his 11th career victory and nine his number i feel like that's a pretty cool number to get
2: that's awesome so i have dale jr's never forget uh, United for America car that he drove at Richmond at the race I was at. Uh, I talked a bit about it before the show and and for those that's the car I have uh, for those listening um, but I talked about it a bit, a bit before the show. I bought it at the track uh, I just wanted to go to that race as a fan and get the full you know it's like the, one of the last races I figured I'll go to in a long time that'll i just be a fan just going there to root for Junior um, so I just wanted to have fun with it and it's a really good car and really cool thing about it is and i don't i don't know how long they've been doing this but since it's a short track car yep there's no window. I didn't break that. There's just no window. Uh, for You're those checking listen, the box. Like, did it fall camera. out? I don't
3: know. <laughs> that, they've been doing that for a few years now because I've got I've got Dell Jr.'s last win car, a 2016 Richmond car, and then the uh, window is out on that one, too. That's awesome. Phoenix, and though, and yeah. I I bought the uh, the gray ghost car from 2017 that he ran at Martinsdale, and that was just standard, but they still took the window out of it, too. That's,
2: see, that's awesome. I love that. But anyway, yeah, this I I love how this car looks. It's it's good that it's a good-looking car. If Junior drove like some ugly car. I, I would feel a little more uh, guilty for getting it, but it's a good car. Junior's not going to drive an ugly car. Um <laughs> Um, all the, been some uh,
0: all the time, not now. <laughs> yeah, now he only yeah. does one race a year. He's very selective about his paint scheme now. <laughs> well, well, I've got a Tyler Reddick uh in honor of Talladega this week. He drove this car at Talladega last year, and also it sticks with the orange theme tonight. I don't know why we're doing that, but we are. Uh signed by Tyler Reddick as well, so pretty cool real tree colors on this one.
3: Uh, maybe I'm biased as an outdoorsman, but I think that might be the better looking eight car in this frame right now.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, that didn't you know? didn't mean to start a war. Chat, who's who's looks better? Uh Redick or Junior? Let's let's see what happens. If they go
3: against Junior, I will be shocked, but we'll see. Whatever you guys should have had like uh, like a 7 or a 10 somehow and we could have went like in a row here I don't know
0: if I have any 7 or 10 diecasts. like I don't have any Allgayer or Danica or Rolla. I don't think I have any of their diecasts. like not in full not 124 scale at least yeah
3: interesting interesting
0: that'd be interesting to go through the chat, whole chat saying Junior of course I shouldn't have even guessed
3: he had a terrible well yeah no that's a popularity contest that's nothing. <laughs> to do with the car looking good
0: yeah, or not. I mean to be fair, nah, I they're, 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 they've been pretty unbiased that car looks pretty good I'll give, I'll give you that one uh not a competition. I say that after I clearly lose, according to the chat. Uh, but no, thank you to Lionel for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, do you sense what I'm sensing? There's been a, a switch in the air, uh, uh, the shifting in the wind, if you will. Things are happening. Disturbance in the force. Well, I wasn't going to say that, but but oh, goodness, geez, I came out of nowhere, just blasted you right on the microphone, Jarrett. Uh, what what's what do we got for the lightning round tonight? It's it's packed.
2: Hey. And- Oh, yeah. And it's a lightning round. <laughs> I i to pick up where Darian's, you know, leaving off a little bit tonight. Uh, so NASCAR now has a Discord server. I can't actually Wait. do that that long. NASCAR. Did you did point. you actually blow your mic out like Darian
0: does? You sound a little quieter now. Hold on a second. Does he? Is it just me, Danny, or does he sound
2: a little quieter?
3: He sounds a little quieter. <laughs>
2: All right. How about now? It's still quiet. Yeah, you're 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 blown out, buddy. How about now? <laughs> it's, you're it's, blown out. It's getting quieter, I think. <laughs> Well, oh hold on it switched my mics oh
3: that'll do it He's gonna come back super loud like <laughs> all
2: right any uh is that any better uh no. not really all right i'll talk up like this that, that that was actually better for some reason anyway uh nascar now has discord server they do uh, and yeah. it was it's been interesting Oh yeah. It's interesting. Uh, Daniel hammer, will be driving the number 11 car for colleague next year. Yeah. Uh, and then this, this is one, you know, just cause it was just comments. I don't think it was that big a deal to put on, uh, but I think it should be something that's, that's put out there. Toyota's David Wilson does believe that TRD and all the other manufacturers are currently behind in terms of the next gen car. He did add, though, that he expected that to happen. Uh, and then this one kind of goes, you know, for this weekend here. A few driver changes. Justin Haley is going to run the cup race for Colleague this weekend. All Geyer will be driving the 77 Brandt car, which is a very good looking car. Uh, Josh Barry is once again going to be in the one car as well this weekend for uh michael and that i feel like at that point it was just might as well assume that uh kurt bush put together an initiative for breast cancer awareness month it's going to see the drivers all have pink window nets for the charlotte roval race and i gotta say with alex bowman's scheme for that race like that's gonna pop on that car Uh that looks pretty good too especially against the black monster car Uh, Dale Jr. will be driving Ron Bouchard's number 47 around Talladega for a ceremonial lap to celebrate the 40-year anniversary of his upset win. Cool. So That's that's pretty cool. Uh, GMS also is going to be announcing their driver lineup this Friday, October 1st. This is reported by Michael Carey, friend of the show. And they've been hyping this up, so there's got to be something in there. Josh Berry. I don't I don't know <laughs> anything. I'm just throwing something out there. He he always seems to be the one that people plug into cars, so uh <laughs> Him or Matt Yeah. yeah uh denny hamlin said in racing spaces that uh about the next gen car this is entirely new or entirely different machine there will certainly be some more wrecks uh no question he also talked about the car's driving ability is just completely different than the sims and that practice is essential for this car gonna
0: have to update those sims fast then because with not much practice next year that's where everything's gonna happen
2: (laughs) uh Jimmy Johnson says it's currently looking good for him to run the Indy 500 next year, according to Adam Stern. Also, uh, Emp Lemon, who uh, I got to meet at Daytona, and pretty cool guy. You were starstruck, I could tell. Oh, totally. (laughs) Uh, He's going to be releasing an hour-long Talladega video this weekend, so that's going to be pretty badass. And then this one, just because I'm a blind fan who obviously has no way of of giving something up. Well, the Chicago Bears have signed a... uh, an agreement this week for an entire Arlington Park land parcel in the village of Arlington Heights for their new stadium, according to Adam Schefter, which means that they're much less likely to move to Joliet in the currently vacant Chicagoland Speedway and that my unfounded belief that one day they'll return can continue on that's that's amazing I never thought
0: we'd be quoting Adam Schefter on uh, the NASCAR weekly podcast but lo and behold here we are Jared try unplugging your mic in, and plugging it back in let's see if that makes it any that, better
3: that would work for Darian I felt yeah. like always when in doubt turn on back off again
0: oh I thought it was uh, neat hold on <laughs> well uh and while he's sorting that out, uh, we do have to thank our other sponsor, of course, Forney Industries. We're all wearing orange tonight, but Forney is all about that green, that beautiful green logo. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and a whole lot more. For do it yourselfers, or if you're a professional uh, metal worker, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Uh, shop Forney's top of the line products at ForneyInd.com. That link is down in the description below, or check them out at an authorized Forney dealer near. Near you look for that green forney logo bless you danny and uh jared is is the mic uh
2: plugged back in <laughs> yes it is but it probably doesn't sound any good no does it? it's there you go you're louder there you go
3: Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, did you hear me mute? Did you hear me sneeze? I thought I was muted. No, you muted.
0: I, I saw you sneeze. I, I know. Oh, okay. You were muted. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, next up. Um, so thank you everyone for uh, for the support. We will get to the rest of the super chats at the very end of the show. Next up, we have a uh, one other small story. I feel like we can talk about before we get into predictions because that's really all we have left is Talladega. I mean Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's bury that race. It's kind of gone and forgotten. We'll talk about Talladega. But, um, speaking of practice, we know that the. Well, we don't know for sure, but it sounds like the Cup Series is going to get some form of practice back next season. But the Xfinity and possibly the Truck Series, it sounds like we'll get much less practice even than the Cup cars. Uh, from Door Bumper this, Clear this week. Oh, what, Danny? The... This-
3: the series that needs it more is the one being hurt.
0: Yeah. So according to door bumper clear, at least they say, and they say a lot of things and some of it turns out to be true. Other times it fizzles away, but you know, they said that it looks like practice will only be at eight Xfinity races in 2022 out of, I think 33, 32, 33, however many are on their schedule.
2: 33. always, if it's the same as this year,
0: something like that. I think Uh, I, somewhere in that range, but only eight. That's basically what the cup series has gotten this year. They've had practice at about eight races, basically all the new road Mm. courses. And I think Phoenix is going to have them have practice in a couple weeks. But, uh, I don't know. What do you guys make of that? Assuming it turns out to be true, which I can believe it. I think that's very likely. Is this Danny already kind of said it, but
2: Jared, do you think this is good or is this troubling? I I don't like this just because I think there's, you know, if not this year, because I think whatever they do next year is going to set the precedent. Um, I I think that if they do eight, that when we have a big driver turnover in the Xfinity series, which I think is coming pretty soon because a lot of these drivers either are going to fizzle out or going to go to cup or whatever. I think you're really going to see it affect the racing product a lot. I think you're you're going to see a lot of, of dr- inexperienced drivers making way worse mistakes than they already would have made. Uh, and I, I, I just think overall, long-term, I think it's going to – I think having less practice, having less seat time for a lot of younger drivers in these lower series is going to hurt the series overall long-term. And you're going to just see a lot more sloppy – bad and experienced racing because of this. Yeah, it'd be a continuation
0: of what has already sort of been that trend, I think, a little bit. So I, I'm with you. More tr- more practice, the better. Uh, we've heard drivers like Haley Deegan's been open about it, and maybe she's using it as an excuse. Who knows? Because she has struggled some this year in trucks, but she said that practice would be really helpful, and I'm sure she's not the only one who thinks that teenage driver, early 20s driver in these lower series that's trying to make something happen. So you guys know what I think, and I think we all kind of agree on this, like one happy hour and qualifying. Like, can we just get that everywhere? Like, I understand we're still in a pandemic, but I think continuing to use the pandemic as an excuse for it—it's now looking—it's now looking like permanent budget cuts. Which I understand some budget cuts have been necessary, but this is one of those elements of competition that you really hate to see go away. You'd like—you'd like this to be kind of a last resort. So, um,
3: not I, a huge. I even—I said this like a couple weeks ago. I'd even be happy if we just didn't have a, a true qualifying session and we gave him an hour for practice and we just line up on practice speeds. I think I'd even be happier going that route at this point.
0: Maybe, honestly, I, I would, I could settle for that at most
3: tracks.
2: It's just, it's just like, are, is it, are the teams really, and, and NASCAR really at that much of dire straits right now that we need to cut every practice away? I give maybe like a, a few, like I, it, I guess a compromise if you have to make one, I, I don't think there should be one, but I, I guess a compromise could be like, if you're going to a track for the second time, do you really need to practice there? Like, yes, I know it'll be a little different that time around, but you have notes already. I get that maybe if you want to do something like that, but like, you know, what if for instance, a one or two of the races that, that they don't practice at is like, you know, because I'm assuming this will be the same for trucks. What if like one of the ones that trucks don't practice at is like one of the dirt tracks, and all of a sudden you're like going back to Knoxville and they don't practice, <laughs> and now you're having basically the same crap show you had last year. I just it's I gonna mean, it's gonna lead to more crashes, sloppy racing. I, I don't like this at all. Yeah. I, well, I mean,
3: basically at, at, at Dirt Bristol, with the rain basically trucks had that one day for practice, and that's about it. So yeah Well, and
0: the other thing and we had a whole discussion about this last week or the week before when we talked about the cup series possibly not having full practice but again the fan experience i know xfinity and trucks aren't the main draw but i noticed at las vegas this weekend hanging around their neon garage which they sell tickets for special access for there was nobody in the neon garage friday and saturday whereas when i was there when i was at las vegas before the pandemic at the start of 2020 there were people in the neon garage all weekend long because the cup cars were parked there all weekend long because they had practice and qualifying and there was on track action whether it was cup or xfinity or trucks all through friday saturday and sunday whereas this weekend the crowds were all there on sunday and only sunday so i feel i fear the tracks may end up losing out on some revenue because less and less people are going to pay for weekend infield tickets or garage tickets for whatever experiences they may have to sell if we keep relying on one day shows like it sounds like we're going to continue next year so
3: let me let me ask y'all this put your fan hats back on and not T- take the podcast hats off for a little bit fan hats here and you have spent you've been working hard you spent two hundred dollars for some f- sort of infield access only to then find out hey they're not doing anything to the cars uh they because they're just going to set them out and go on sunday and also because of covid restrictions uh pr people have been ordered to keep the drivers away from fans at all costs
2: how do you feel it's it's obviously not as worth it you know it's just it's not you know i I might as well just sit be outside the track and sit in the stands after about 20 or 30 minutes exactly yeah Yeah. i like uh, yeah no there's not really anything else to
0: add that we haven't said already the last couple weeks it's it's frustrating because at this point and i saw someone uh yeah we had a super chat from scott mcnew our fact checker of course and this is a true fact um well he says it's his opinion but it's also true. F1, IndyCar, and ARCA, if they're able to have practice and qualifying, then surely NASCAR can too, just saying. And that's, ARCA. That's, I mean, ARCA it, can it, have practice. They're blaming practice. COVID, but I don't think... the, the if, if they're really worried about COVID spreading during practice, they wouldn't have practice anywhere. They would have canceled well, all practices, if, if you ask me. So to me, it's a budget thing. It's They don't want... I think cup teams, if you can afford a $10 million charter, you can afford a, a day of practice. I think it's more, more truck and Xfinity teams. The disparity between the top programs and the bottom programs in those series, is such yeah. that a day of practice, a day of qualifying for a small team like Rayum Brothers or something, or Jordan Anderson Racing, that makes a difference. That hits them somewhere. You, they feel that, and I think that's, you know, that's that's sort of what they're they're weighing it against at this point.
3: And listen to this. I don't know, you know, really what the sponsorship level was. I'm not really familiar, but, but Speedway anywhere in chat says as a sponsor, Bailey Curry. I wasted a few bucks. That's how he feels?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, less track time. Less time on track less time in front of the fans less time on tv fox and nbc have said that they like having qualifying for tv and they don't have
2: so okay so fox and nbc have been like adamant about practice time and this is what i don't get is like okay so we thought for the longest time You know, well, you know, TV providers want this, so they'll get it. They get this. That's the excuse we're always given. But now NASCAR basically tells them, yeah, by the way, that two to three days in a weekend, like you can suck it. You don't need that anymore, (laughs) or you can you can cut like ninety percent of it. It's like I'm sorry, but it's at this moment I actually do want the TV providers to like put their foot down and be like no this is how it's got to be this is what we're doing but,
3: like, but, but also like what are they going to do just not show NASCAR I don't know exactly maybe, maybe
0: that's where the where the LA Coliseum came from that was a trade off that was a favorite of Fox I don't know
3: well I remember it was a uh, Bob Levine was basically just saying, like, one of the things ultimately made him just want to get out of it was the fact that, hey, team owners basically had no say in Dirt Bristol. He basically said it was either practice or it was Dirt Bristol. So
0: I I, I bet they did the same thing with uh, the LA Coliseum Clash, which, you know, I think fans are excited about that. But I'd also be very excited and very thankful if we got normal practice and qualifying back. Just one, one per series every week. Can we just do that? Just one. Not
3: three. One hour. Just one. One hour, please. We one. like watching cars practicing.
0: I know it's it's crazy to hear that racing fans like seeing cars run on track. I, I don't know. I don't understand. It's it's a novel concept. I, I don't.
3: I want to see Cody wear randomly at first during the opening stage of the practice. Two cars have been out on track and
0: qualifying. Cody Ware is P one, top of the pile. Not
2: last. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I don't. We don't need to pick on Cody Ware, but yeah, it's, it's the it, it, it,
3: it was. It was just. Yeah.
2: It, it was, we can't uh, pick. It we're
0: not going to pick on Joey Gase this week. We were hoping he's he's able to fully recover. So we got to yeah. talk about somebody else.
2: And you and you can never do, say anything bad about Josh Blicky. No, no, no. no. Yeah, Josh Blicky's pretty good. Who was it? Uh, I don't remember who
0: it was. Somebody put a poll out. Kyle Busch was over the radio like cursing out these darn Rick Ware cars he like said something really like aggressive on the radio and somebody put a poll in the replies it might have been Denny Delivers actually put a poll like who do you think he's talking about and it was like Joey Gates <laughs> Gary St- Garrett Smithley or, or Josh Malicki or whoever and I think hey, like everybody voted like Garrett Smithley or
3: something like <laughs> it was crazy uh on the subject of Josh Malicki can we take a moment to acknowledge how great his car is this weekend uh which what is it, what's he rocking this weekend wait I don't know He's, isn't, oh, yeah. isn't, isn't this the weekend he's got the uh, Smokey and the Bandit car? Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw and, that, and I'm like, damn, that
2: looks good. Yeah.
3: And he also, was it this year or last year that he switched the number to 28? He, is he doing that again this weekend? No, 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 no. It was just last no, year. It, it's, 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 it's the 52, and it's supposed to look like the old uh, Smokey uh, and the Bandit Trans Am. Well, I know
0: earlier this year he did. I think it was him. He did the uh, Davy Allison.
3: Yeah, it, it was. Oh, yeah. It was in the spring. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was in the spring or the fall last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah well that's exciting good looking car good stuff well speaking of talladega we got that this weekend yeah i think we can move on we got uh picks that's about all we have left and, to do tonight i've got darian's win picks lined up as well so he okay, may not be and, physically okay. with us but he's around and we have somebody uh playing the guest role so we got everything set up tonight. and
3: and jared's going to talladega and i was i was debating it I, we had decided last second to not go this year hopefully
0: darian's there as well he's planning to be there hopefully he's feeling good enough to go but uh yeah so we'll have people on the ground Are you you excited jared are you are you hyped are you pumped It's
2: Talladega. what do you think i'm excited I mean, yeah it's, it's it's Talladega. I, guess, I mean
0: it's only like you know a really really good racetrack that puts on great action and has like a great culture and you know really fun like it's it's a,
3: so too many oh, man. alabama too many great junior nation memories there oh yes
2: oh him to the dash. chat
0: literally just said Dale Adega on cue.
2: Dale Adega.
0: Oh, my gosh. Tal-
2: I like Talladega better.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, All right, well. <laughs> the cup race everyone's gonna get to watch the cup race on tv at the very least because it's on nbc sunday afternoon uh dude, i don't think we've updated the times here on the chart but it's it's sunday afternoon oh, uh, on sunday. nbc and mrm i forgot to update at, the days again. we're good at 2 p.m eastern time uh the xfinity race uh the xfinity race is saturday at 4 30 p.m eastern time that's on nbc sn the truck race is on fs1 that is also saturday it's a double header they their race begins at one eastern so i kind of backwards there but we've got trucks at one eastern on saturday xfinity 430 eastern on saturday and then Thank cup you. is at two on sunday big nbc boys and girls i,
3: I hope the xfinity race doesn't have too many red flags because that's kind of light honestly for, for this time of year It'll be, they'll be pushing. Let's hope first, let's hope the truck
0: race doesn't have any big red flags to delay the start of the Xfinity race. And then, yeah, honestly, it, I, I better, I'm gonna be conservative darkness on the Xfinity race, low key. Uh, well, wouldn't be the first time we were racing against the dark this year, but uh, weather looks pretty good. A 15% chance of rain on Saturday, so hopefully that's not a concern. 25% chance on Sunday, high both days is in the low to mid 80s, so um, should be decent weather for Alabama in uh, late September, early October, I guess. I guess we're now we're gonna officially be on october come race time so good stuff good stuff um we don't have darian's betting odds this week because darian obviously is not here so we don't have him to blow out the microphone Uh,
2: Random number converter. We'll do that. Yeah, honestly, that's
0: best bet at at Talladega, quite honestly. Um, But the pick points have not changed much in recent weeks. Uh, Jarrett still has a lead, comfortable lead. I'm 38 points behind him. The chat, you guys are in third. You've passed Darian. You're minus 71. Darian's minus 76. The guests are minus 101. And Danny, minus 117. I feel like the only real battle each week is that battle for third between the chat and Darian. And Darian's not here this week to, to gloat. I guess he wouldn't be gloating this week. Because he lost the spot, but uh, chat let him let him know you're coming. Let him know you guys uh, got the position. And you're not giving it up. So uh, Spencer in the chat's already pulling out the number, the random number generator. So good luck with that. Let's kick things off. Uh, we'll start with trucks, I guess. Uh, who wants to start us off? Who's going to win the truck race on Saturday?
3: I'll I'll go ahead and start it off. And they were talking after this week about how frustrated they have been over these last. Like several weeks in the truck series, and how much the competition just feels way too over aggressive for their liking, and they never get a chance to really do anything. And basically, they just said that going into the next race, they're going to be just as aggressive. And I think it's going to be perfect motivation. For Haley Diggins to sneak out a win. Whoa, whoa. 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 I didn't know where that was going. Whoa. Yeah. I, I watched her blog and she was pissed after Las Vegas. She, she wants to, she wants some redemption. I feel like, Oh man. Okay. I, I, boy, be real. I didn't see that one coming. Dang.
0: Well, I'm going to go with a guy who, who's run up front. He's been in contention late, had wins maybe taken away from him by uh, the rule book late in these Talladega <laughs> races. I'm not a huge fan of this guy. I honestly think maybe this is sacrilegious to say. I think he's kind of overrated, um, but he's a truck
2: series veteran. Johnny Sauter. I think Johnny Sauter wins this weekend. See, I, I like uh, the Thor sport connection, but I'm going to have one of his teammates win this weekend. I'm going to go with Grant Enfinger. I, I think that he's been, for the most part, aside that's from George. That's a good Anderson. pick, actually. I, I didn't think about it. I forget that he's in the 98 this weekend. I mm-hmm. like that. Aside from Jordan Anderson, he's probably been the most consistent driver. <laughs> Aside
0: from at Jordan the super Anderson, speedways.
2: it's just funny to say because he
0: has finished second twice in two
2: years. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's 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 a very good uh, super speedway driver. But I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Finger on this one. I was I was literally like N-Finger, Rhodes, or Jordan Anderson. If is is Jordan racing? In the he's truck doing this both. Weekend? He's
0: running both the truck oh, and the Xfinity ooh, race as a driver. So that'll be something nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's a, that's a very good
2: Xfinity car. We've we've learned that's that. A couple very, weeks, very true. Uh, I was I was between Rhodes, Jordan Anderson, or N Finger. I'm gonna go with N Finger on this one. I think, uh I think we need to keep the trend going of drivers who are not in the playoffs winning these races in, in any series. So fingers my pick. Our guest pick,
0: uh, TVP83. I don't know if he's watching tonight, but friend of the channel. Um, he's picking John Hunter to win. And uh, so is Darian. He is picking John Hunter to win. But I like that the rest of us pick non-playoff drivers. I think that's kind of interesting that uh, mm-hmm. we went that route. But let's move on to the
2: ex- oh Oh, oh the, chat. the chat. I'm so sorry. The chat, yes. <laughs> The well, chat has said a lot of Enfinger, finger I have seen a Deegan, lot of Enfinger. and Jordan Anderson.
3: <laughs> Going back to what you said about us picking mostly uh got people out of the playoffs, I feel like the truck race at Talladega is the one that more often not has someone not in the playoffs
2: win it. Yeah. And mostly because the playoff field is so much smaller at this point. Now I don't know about the recent ones, but I saw a lot of Jordan Anderson early. I still see a good
0: amount, but I also see a lot of Enfinger's... fingers it's mostly Unfingered, Deegan, and Anderson. A couple for Creed, and that's about... Uh, it might be Anderson. I think it's Jordan Anderson. I see three in a row for Jordan from three different people. Let's give it to one. him.
3: Yeah, right. He's finished second at Daytona twice in a row, so... Yeah, right. All right. Well,
0: sorry, Chad. I did not mean to to skip past you. I was watching that the whole time, and so in the back of my head, I figured we'd already announce the chat pick. You're, you're keeping Darian streak going. Yeah, of course. No, no, it had to happen one side. Skip something, yeah. He is um, here in spirit. Hey, we're racing fans. We like to move fast. I'm always looking to whoo, cut corners, you know what I mean? Fast, um, I'm speed. Fast. Uh, next okay. up is the Xfinity race. Uh, we'll go in the same order if that's okay. Danny, who's your pick to win the Xfinity race?
3: Well, I'll go ahead and answer this question because I'm sure D- Darian would ask it if he was here. Ty Gibbs is not in the Xfinity race this weekend. And I am going to go up to 54 cardo, John Hunter Nemoche, who I have for the Xfinity series.
0: That's pretty delicious. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This was this was one of the races he's running. I'm double checking one thing on the entry list just to make sure. Okay. Uh you get, a lot of y'all went with him in for, for your truck pick, surprisingly, but I think his Xfinity car is more competitive. He'll have already gotten some track time in the day. I think Jordan Anderson wins the Xfinity race. I'm going with Jordan. Woo-hoo.
2: Why not? Nice. Really going nice. out on a limb on this one. I am not. I'm going to stick with. I, I know who you're picking. I'm sticking with Colleague.
0: Uh, I was hoping we would I'm all like, just not pick Colleague and it'd be a big meme. <laughs> I'm going. I'm, I'm going. Come on. With for, the, for the memes. Oh, yeah. come on, Derek. For the memes. Pick. I I, I got. Pick, pick I got, Riley Herbs. Pick. Good old. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I do think he'll be competitive. Pick Sam game. Mayer. He's got to finish yeah. one of these races at some point, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Damn, your brutal streak keeps going. Wow, I didn't think he was. I didn't think you were gonna do it tonight. Man, wow, that's wow. <laughs> I thought you were
0: a Sam Meyer fan. I am. I am. It's just painful. That he can't. He's always got something going wrong in these races, you man. Tell him that when yeah. he's here next time. Hey Damn. Sam. Hey Sam. Why can't you finish the race? I mean, it's not always his fault, but man, Bristol was Jesus. brutal. <laughs>
2: All right, uh, Eric, who's Darian
0: picking? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I was, I, now, this time I skipped them. I was looking at the chat, and I was
3: We'll <laughs> <laughs> get <laughs>
0: the cup once, right? Uh, well, our, our guest, uh, I saw him in the chatter. He's going with Justin Haley, and uh, Darian's keeping it with Collig, but he's
2: shifting over to AJ Allmendinger. I'm surprised that none of you guys got one for Almondinger. He was one of them I was thinking about.
3: I, 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 I thought about going Haley, but I, I don't know. Uh, anyone who seems to get in that 54 car, aside from Ty Dillon, is good. I think the chat. They're, 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 they're
0: is, going Haley. Yeah, they seem pretty clearly towards uh, Justin Haley on this one. I'll put that down. Hey,
2: Haley looks like he's the favorite.
0: All right. I, I would If I was Vegas, he'd be the favorite, that's for sure. All righty. So, so now we're moving to the cup race. We've got our. Uh, we'll start with our who's gonna suck pick. Uh, you got your random number gem- generator
2: ready, Jarrett? Oh, I. Oh, you already up. have my suck pick oh, ready. Okay, well, you then go first. You, you go first. I want to hear it. I'll go first. On all right, Kyle Larson. Okay. Kyle Larson's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, when has he ever done good at Talladega? Like, uh... Yeah, and, and the the. I think the question is: Is it going to be mechanical failure, crash, or flip? He's done all. Uh, he has. Jack of all so, trades. Yeah. Master of none. All, this, uh, all the same trick.
3: All the same trick.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm going Kyle Larson on this one. As weird as it sounds to say that. How can I argue? I'm going the same thing. Larson, <laughs> Larson just flat out does not do good at this he point. He sucks at Talladega. <laughs>
3: I
0: don't want to go with the same. I'll see if I can pick somebody different. But, yeah, Larson's the obvious one because you expect him to win almost every – or I, contend everywhere I, he goes. I mean,
3: I, Eric, it was either him or Truex for me. So. I'm going to go – I'll go Kyle Busch. I still – I remember back to – was it
0: 2014? I remember the desperation in his voice when he got caught up in a crash on the back straightaway in this race. Got eliminated from the playoffs in the round of 12. And he goes – he choked up over the mic and goes, we're We're done that's it we're done I remember that that echoed in my mind for years because it was just yeah. I'd never heard Kyle he hadn't won a championship at that point point. I thought oh this guy it's just never going to happen it's obviously happened since then so I'll go Kyle Bush. why not um, the chat uh, the chat seems like they might be leading Larson although it's starting to get a little more varied so I'm not sure there's not a sure. lot of Harvick in there even Kevin Harvick thinks he's going to suck Darian did not give a uh, sucker dark horse um, uh, TVP said Kyle Bush to suck for Cup um, so, we do have another Kyle Bush.
2: I'm, I'm glad that for the most part, we're pretty unified on who we think will suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, GN has the full quote. We're done. We're absolutely killed. I forgot he said that we're killed. That was one of the he earliest.
0: One of the early, he actually meant it in that case. Yeah, he's got the full quote for me.
1: <laughs> he said the line. The line.
0: Uh, see a few for Harvick, actually. There's a good number for Harvick, but I'm not sure. I mean, it's very. it's quite varied. I don't know who to pick for the chat.
2: Hey, we got some Rick Ware numbers in there. It's funny, they come in back to back 51 and 52. That's impressive. There's a lot, it's like, I think it's between Larson and Harvick. And then, of course, we got T Pain. (laughs) There's there's Uh, always that T Pain. We got to start
0: paying attention to the same guy every week who says T. No, this one's Blue Jimmy. Oh, yeah, no, it is. You're right. It's different. (laughs) Just knows it. Uh, I'm going to go Harvick. I I feel like I looked up and I just saw three Harvicks.
2: So the chat cannot pick Harvick to win this week.
3: And well, when would I ever to call him cheater boy? Anyway, so. yeah, this makes sense. This is yeah. part of the course for this chat.
0: All right. So our dark horse. This is where we can get a little creative. Who's uh, who wants to kick us off with our dark horse?
2: Mm. I actually didn't think about this one. So. I don't know about uh, it.
3: He was looking like he could win this last year, Matt Benedetto. Mm, I like it. I like that pick.
0: I, I didn't think about this one either. I really thought only about my win pick. It's Talladega. Who do you who who do we want? I, I'll say. Mm, I'll say Corey LaJoy, dude. I don't know if they'll br- if they're gonna bring an A engine again like they did to Daytona a few weeks ago. They they probably won't come to think of it because at Daytona they still thought they had a shot at making the playoffs. Here, you know, it's kind of just get through this race and go home. So they probably won't bring their best stuff. But hey, it's hard to ignore what he
2: did at Daytona a few weeks ago. He's a damn good driver at these superspeedways. Um, I picked this guy to win last time we were at Talladega. I, I he's I think he's proven that he has the ability to be up front, but almost never closes it out except for the past time at Daytona. He finished second. I'm going to go bubble Wallace as my dark horse pick. I can't, I don't think he can be considered a favorite anymore just because he has not performed other than the last one. No, he's a, he's a dark horse everywhere, even at the super speedways, I think, at this point. A lot
0: in the chat yeah. are leaning towards De Benedetto. although now I'm seeing some Bubbas and McDowell shift in there as well. Um, Darian, again, didn't give a pick. Justin Haley. He, oh, yeah, he is racing today. Justin Haley's the underdog pick from yep. our, our guest. That's actually he's a pretty good the, pick. <laughs> the, the 77
3: Brandt car.
0: All Guy All Guy's in the 77 Haley's in the callback oh. car.
3: Oh wait, sorry. Yeah,
0: I'm getting almost to be. No, you good. Yes,
3: All Guy is in the race.
0: Yeah, All Guy I saw a couple for All as the underdog as well. Um I I feel like Matt Matty D is leading the way cuz I see a good number of 21. It's, it's tough when they pick Matt Benedetto cuz there's like five different things they can call him. You'll see Dibby, <laughs> you'll see Matty D, you'll see Matt Benedetto, you'll see just 21.
2: You'll see They're picking with their hearts right now and not their minds. Well, Matt
0: <laughs> Benedetto's been kidding. good here before. I'm kidding.
2: If- I know it's like he's like how's he gonna lose it this time yeah you know like last time he kind of he lost it like last year this race he lost on like a technicality yeah the other one he lost because of a stupid decision there's a good question for uh, eric jones as well i will i will give him a
3: shout out the question is how will he lose not who will he lose to but it's always denny hamlin
0: Honestly, once I said Matt De Benedetto, they like now they're picking almost everyone but Matt Ed. So now I don't know, but uh, I just just for the sake of moving on, I'd say give them Matt De Benedetto. They're probably not going to pick him to win. So yeah. uh, I think that's D. Cool. I think that's fair.
3: This pick doesn't really matter anyway. So.
0: Yeah, so they can't of.
3: pick
2: Harvick or De Benedetto.
0: Cool. So finally, the most important part of the show: who's going to win? Who's going to win? as Jared. you were about to do it Jared I, I saw you but I didn't want you blowing your mic out again who's gonna win who's gonna
2: win who's gonna win, <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's gonna win at Tyler super
2: speedy. oh man that was
3: bad that was
0: yeah. bad that was rough um uh, who's kicking us off screw uh,
2: it, they, even scott McNeese get in it <laughs> uh screw it, i'll go first on this one he had that uh, super chat dude,
0: loaded up he was waiting he was like ready to hit send ready to hit send, to send. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll go, i'll go i'll go first on this one um i think this guy he he's pretty consistent at at all these tracks in general uh this year he's been better off than he normally has even at the super speedways uh he, he has good enough equipment to win he has a history of winning at talladega i'm going ryan blaney ah, i win. Ah, 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 ah. i didn't actually think i was gonna take your pick <laughs> wow <laughs> I, I broke him <laughs> it's talented. i gotta pick somebody else i gotta do something i think s- i spicy. think i've done this i think i've done this to someone once for like the last 10 or 11 of these like it's all i, I it happened to me once eric took my pick and then ever since i've just cursed everybody else with mine Eric, do you need a shoulder to cry on?
0: No. I'm going to cry on this trophy this weekend when Brad Keselowski wins at Talladega. He's won this race in clutch situations in the past. Penske's great.
3: Very bold to predict a season sweep. He's going for it. Hasn't happened since 07. He's going to do it. I'm telling you, he's going to do it, damn it. Brad Keselowski. Uh, I'm not... Picking a playoff driver to win this weekend, I am actually going to say
2: Ricky Stenhouse Jr. gets his third career win. <laughs> Danny's swinging for the fences, even though Stenhouse is good here. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, like we a, broke very
0: him. Very bold of you, Eric, to pick Brad because
3: uh, Meanwhile, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. It's all. Uh, I I just don't see a driver sweeping as all. So. All right, who Darian you <laughs> uh, Start looking at the chat. Sorry, I don't have Dar-
0: Darian's got uh, Redick winning. <laughs> what, the, what are these picks? Reddick? Yeah. What? Why Reddick? Did I read that correctly? Does that? Yeah, that's R E D Reddick, Yes, that is Tyler Redick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Don't say it, don't, don't say that so slow, Eric. No, I was just making sure you understood me. You heard me clearly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, TVP our guest has Ryan Blaney as well. So smart man, definitely Blaney, Blaney would have been
2: my pick. Let the record I mean, show. I mean, let's uh, come on. I I two. Let's see. Yeah. Um. what when, when was the last race I went to Richmond? Okay, so not Richmond, but he did run well at Richmond. But two of the three last races that I've been to. Ryan Blaney's one. I maybe I'm just a lucky Charm. I don't know. Maybe.
0: Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, chat's all over the dang place. Um, yeah, Spencer's trying to rally the troops. Who are we picking, chat?
2: Um, <laughs> I would be surprised if if nobody picked any Hamlin. I saw a lot of Hamlins, but I do see a lot I'll of say, Hamlins. I'm, I'm
3: saying a lot up. for Jake Paul yeah, i right What now. the i I've seen like three or four for Jake Paul.
0: <laughs> let's uh let's dial it back in here. I think it's between Hamlin and Blaney.
3: Actually, no. I think Jake Paul is racing for uh, the Money Team Racing Team, <laughs> okay. for Obica. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's between Hamlin and Blaney, and it's hard to tell because 11 and 12 look very
2: similar. <laughs> there's a lot of 11s. I mean, there's a lot of 12s, but I think i, I think I, I think Denny's got the advantage yeah, here. Yeah, I think your chat's just ahead of
0: mine because now I see a bunch of 11s coming in. Yeah, it's Hamlin, Willie Nelson. Okay. Jimmy Spencer. Oh, interesting. Uh, I think it's Hamlin. Denny, keeping it different. Yeah, all right. So I think everyone except the chat and or the guest and you, Jared, I think pick somebody different. So that's pretty pretty cool, pretty great. Thanks for playing along at home chat. Do we have everything uh, dialed in here, Jared? Are we good to go?
2: I, th- I think we're good.
0: Fantastic. I we're we'll- good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in tonight. To wrap this show up, we do have to get through the last Super Chats. I'm going to get through these as quick as I can. Really appreciate the support, y'all. We'll see what you guys have been talking about for the last hour or so. From Ryan earlier, what is the most scandalous event you remember in NASCAR? I mean, I, just, I don't know if he means on track, like, you know, Spingate or things like that. I think Harvick's intentional wreck at Talladega in 2015 was like the biggest scandal that didn't actually become a scandal. But are there any others that we're like comfortable talking and about?
2: Spingate's gate's <laughs> one I think of. I mean, there was like, I, I mean, in 2019, there was rumors of scandals, but that's about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't With, know th- There's currently rumors of scandals But well, that's about it I mean 2012, mm-hmm. Chicago There was rumors about scandals <laughs> But that's about it yeah, nothing I'm like, not going to say there was Nothing I, concrete here Wait, wait are, are we talking about like what's the, been the
3: biggest ones Or what's the question again? Yeah, what is the most scandalous event you remember in NASCAR? <laughs> so, honestly, I think it's actually Jack Roush uh, Accusing Michael Walter racing Of using jet fuel
2: fair fair that's a good one i mean i mean there's um i mean there there were rumors you can you can look back on stuff and like Teams accusing teams of stuff all the way back in the 90s, 80s back there too. There's yeah, there's a few. I'll talk there's a few I'll talk to you guys about after show from like <laughs> early years. I don't want to go into Not that rabbit fair. hole right now. No, I just don't want to go into the rabbit hole right now, or we'll be here forever.
0: Gotcha. Uh we'll get back to the super chats from Hot Piss again. Uh this is he says hot take from Hot Piss, the Rick Ware cars are on track just to create cautions in boring races.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would be a big scandal if it was true. You know, if like NASCAR just planted them there, they were like NASCAR funded cars
2: ours <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god i can't wait for lw right oh yeah that's that's good, yeah, good, one. good one josh he, he got yeah. it right in the chat yeah well he's right his,
0: his username literally says that he's at google so he's clearly he's he knows everything he's everything's just a button click away from him um but thank you for the super chat. Uh GN Eric, did your sponsorship cost four or five figures? I'm not going to get into what I paid for that sticker on Jeremy Clements's car. I will say I will say it was not five figures it was not that that we're talking more than ten thousand dollars that it was less than that but i'm not going to get into any further details um brady thanks for the super chat who's causing the big one this weekend i think it's danny's pick no i don't i don't think it's gonna be danny's pick i I don't know who it's it's always
2: who you least expect you know it's honestly i think i think it's darian's pick Reddick? No joke. No joke. Like, Reddick just causes crashes. He's very,
3: very, very aggressive. He actually did cause a big one here last year, I think. Yeah, I think Reddick or Bubba. Yeah, because I I almost want to pick Bubba to win because I remember him making a move that looked really, really good. It almost could have won at the end of last year's Talladega race, but then
2: got too aggressive, and I think a wreck happened too. So, Those two or Joey Logano? Joey Logano will throw a dumbass block. I think it'll be like last lap. There'll be a big wreck
0: and it'll just be whoever's up front. So it'll be somebody good. It'll be like a Harvick or a Logano or a, you know, Kyle Busch, whoever.
3: Actually, if I'm being realistic, I know that he's been known to throw big blocks here in the past. When it had no time to even do it, it'd probably be Alex Bowman knowing him. <laughs>
0: You always gotta hate on your boy. You always like slip that in in the show, like some sort of little Alex Bowman this. If,
3: if I talk bad about him, he will do good, Eric.
2: I see it. it's the that reverse psychology. Or, um, or if you say you're going to be at a race and then don't show up to it. Yeah. That. <laughs> now you know why I'm in Tennessee. He's going to win
0: Talladega because you were talking about going to this race and then
3: now you're not. So we we were going all the way up until a few days ago. He's winning. Oh my we, gosh!
0: Can I change we, my pick? <laughs>
2: We all just sweep across the board, Bowman. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh, Avatar Cora, thank you for the dollar. Uh, hot Piss Again says is upset that mid-Ohio is gone. Must be their home state. Very disappointing. Uh, we got our ones from Scott McNew earlier who was uh, fact-checking us in real time. Again, really appreciate that. Uh, he also says, only part I'm bummed about in terms of the truck schedule, uh, no Michigan truck race. I didn't notice. Yeah, no Michigan. That's oh, wow. That's yeah. too bad. Um, from max thank you max best 25th oh, I think this is going back to our rain out the best and worst rain out question best rain out uh, race was 2015 Phoenix worst I guess was 2008 Montreal uh, even though it's the first ever rain race it was shaping up to be an interesting finish until it started point pouring maybe I read yeah, that
3: Yeah, I don't know how I
2: couldn't have remembered
3: 2015 Phoenix because that was Junior's last win
2: I remember it but I'll be real the race itself sucked <laughs> Like, like if I'm going to be completely honest, like that was a boring ass race. The so junior lucked into the rain falling at the right time. And NASCAR conveniently had a 20, like nine lap caution at Phoenix. Not saying, not, <laughs> not saying that they were waiting for the rain, but I am saying that it wasn't a good race. Sometimes uh, in the desert, you
0: got to wait a little while. It takes a while for the storm to, to blow in. Uh, they just over uh, anyway. I, I,
2: I will say Junior had a great line when they're like, yeah, they're saying the track is wet. Yeah, shit gets wet when it rains. (laughs) Classic, classic. Love that line. Uh, From the Gaming
0: BLT, do you think Danica could have won with Cole on the box? Does Does he mean Cole Pern? Uh, maybe i mean she she was a respectable xfinity driver in that's true the last year or so that's true she was by the end of her xfinity tenure she could have she was a contender here and there so
3: danica is one of those people that i would love to see come back for a random xfinity race probably a road course race yeah um racer fan uh
0: thank you for the super chat darian would be proud that darian talked or that Jarrett talked about one of his videos today which was the worst hendrick performance in nascar history did you did you uh, cite that Jarrett?
2: Uh, I I remember he did a, a video on that, but I kind of used it as like an aside and offhand thing. I, I talked about the race itself more than yeah. Hendrick. Cool.
0: We're cool to see a little crossover there. Um, from Scott McNew, uh, a couple others. He has his picks for trucks. He's picking N-Finger for Xfinity. He's going Hemrick. Ooh, that'd be big. And Cup, he says Hamlin. Uh, and then Groovy Goose, I think we're at the very end here. Groovy Goose says, Brad Keselowski, you hit me under yellow. Daggeray sponsored by Yellow Wood. Coincidence? I think not spin- <laughs> the ufo uh yeah they get on that that thing was almost it almost crashed there Jarrett. Uh, that's that's a you're reaching there groovy goose but i respect that reach that's a good one
1: you hit me under yellow
0: yellow wood <laughs> blue jimmy 48 fan thanks for the super chat y'all really underestimated inspirational ryan priest's plate track skills mickey stand fraud is a joke <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks blue jimmy fan we really appreciate that uh, ryan priest is good on super speedways that is that is true can we talk about it? they've run every race this year haven't they have they been at every yes. race
3: yeah, they yes. were supposed to have missed some, and they I, I think they stayed good enough in points to stay in there. That they feel good. like it's
0: worth it to try and stay. Like You get a bonus if you're top 25 or something like that. There's cutoffs mm-hmm. back in the field that leads to bonuses at the end of the season. I'm sure that's what they're going for. Um, but I believe that's it. I think I've caught up on all the Super Chats. Thank you all so much for the support tonight. I think that's going to do it. Next week, we will be on, I believe, Danny's channel. Yes. Wednesday, oh, yeah, October 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. That's 7 p.m. October. Central. Yeah, that's right. We're in October, baby. That's where we're in orange
2: yeah I, little, we figured out the reason it'll, finally it'll be a spooky month yeah it's gonna be fantastic. Uh, if you know what video i'm referencing it's it's awesome. Oh, I did love. I did do it. I'll, I'll show you a lighter.
3: Uh Yeah, if you haven't already subscribed to Danny V Talks, because you'll want to be there for the podcast next week on my channel. And uh, if you want to come over tomorrow night, me and Claudia are doing another race watch along for the first time in a long time. We're watching the 2017 Geico 500 from Taldega. Don't worry about spoilers or not, because that was the first race that me and Claudia attended at Taldega. So come on out and join us for that
0: awesome stuff y'all have to tune in as well but that's gonna do it for tonight's show thank you all so much for watching be sure to subscribe to all of the hosts oh my gosh all their links are down in the description below uh and darian's as well hopefully darian's feeling better hopefully you guys get to see him at talladega this weekend with Jarrett. should be a great time uh you have the dale call ready oh fantastic stuff all right thank you all i don't even know where's my buttons i've lost my buttons okay thank you all so much for tuning in play us out Jarrett. let's see if this even gets picked up I started to. It did for a second, almost. Bye everyone. Thanks for watching.